What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 71. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Here's a question I have for you, Bless, all right? Oh. Because as I know, you're one of these young bucks, one of these young kids. Yeah. You have figured things out I haven't figured out. I'm 27 this year, by the way. Baron on the ones anymore. and twos has figured things out I yeah. haven't in my life. Of course, listen to the Kind of Funny Next Gen podcast, available only on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games. Here's the thing I just I ran into, all right, mm-hmm. is, is it possible possible and i mean with your hands we'll get we can get into all the different you know oh, permutations after this all right. to eat cheetos without wow. getting filthy cheeto fingers how I mean, feather of a touch do you need to have on these things because i just had some with my lunch delicious lunch mm-hmm. but the problem was i had the caked fingers i had to go you know scrub mm-hmm. underneath and i know I, gia tap harris big fan of the chopsticks with yes, the bag rolled down yes, i know i know those moves but i was already eating a sandwich so i was like just dump it all on the plate let me See, shove this in my face i i always do the pour I always pour Cheetos okay. in my mouth because okay. usually when I'm that's eating chaotic, Cheetos, though. that's absolutely chaotic. it's very chaotic. That's the thing is I'm usually usually the situation is I'm playing video games when I'm eating Cheetos sure. or eating snacks or something, and I don't sure. want to. If you get the Cheeto fingers, you're then eventually going to get totally. Cheeto controllers, and yeah. that's the last thing I want. Then you get Cheeto white, ants. You know what I mean? And Cheeto then you get Cheeto ants. Yeah. yeah, especially with my white beautiful dual sense, I don't want it to get stained with, with, with Cheeto stains. And so yeah, I go for the pour, but then that gets chaotic because you're then also getting crumbs falling onto you, and that's the last sure. thing you want. Especially well, depending on the type of Cheetos you're eating. And this is I, the big thing the, is, you know, as, as somebody who's been uh, 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 talking on the podcast about eating out of cups for a long time, I like my cereal dry, right? So I like to have the, the cup and shake it into my mouth that way. You know what I mean? Shake the Fruity Pebbles in, shake God. the uh, Frosted Mini Wheats. But the thing is that I usually used to use when I do this back in Columbia in my early days, these Shakespeare's cups, which were those like plastic cups that you could carry out. So you could push them in and make them into a better you. Now I don't have any because I haven't been to Columbia in so long. So I'm using like coffee cups where you can't change the rim. So you de- you're talking about it being chaotic. You're having things falling mm-hmm. all over the place. Going you, the Cheetos going rogue, uh, cereal going rogue. That's the th- that, well. That's the fucked up thing about Cheetos specifically is that they come in weird shapes. And so if you're mm-hmm. eating, if mm-hmm. it's Cheetos puffs, it becomes such like a all right. How do I maneuver this thing yeah. into my yeah. mouth because it just God. doesn't naturally go in there. Like you have to have smaller. Uh, like you have to have like Cheetos, pu- uh, not puffs. You have to have like Cheetos balls or something like that. Sure, like, yeah, yeah, cheese balls. Yeah, yeah. Cheese uh, balls, Barrett Courtney, yeah. you keep saying "oh god" and trying to get a word in edgewise. What what's happening? I mean, uh, just I'm just reacting to how you guys decide to eat things. It's very okay. Uh, like I just I can't wrap my head. Barrett, around. Alyssa comes home. She's like, yeah. I bu- "You're starving." She's like, "I bought some delicious Cheetos." How are you in- engaging with these Cheetos? Chopsticks. Uh, chopsticks was uh, <laughs> like uh, the pro maneuver that like uh, Alyssa grew up with as as well because oh, okay. uh, the Hawaii kids you know uh sure and just like having all these snacks but not wanting to you know dirty their hands and stuff like that so yeah chopsticks has been the pro maneuver uh ever since i've known Alyssa. so uh yeah that's the way to do it i know you're even if you're dumping them on the plate with your sandwich like just just bring out a a, a pair of chopsticks man i just want to i just want to point out right Barry's like Oh no, man! You guys are you. You guys have really chaotic ways of eating snacks and eating Cheetos. Barry, how do you eat Cheetos? Chopsticks. Like that's normal. I mean, <laughs> like, that's the thing that not, everybody does. Uh, no, that, like it's not like the normal way to do it, but it's not chaotic like you guys are fucking okay, doing it. Fair. Okay. All right. Now, Joshy G, Joshy G in the in the chat uh, live on patreoncom slash games says, "Do the Homer Simpson and grab the popcorn with your tongue." <laughs> Another move. I'm well versed in with a giant thing of popcorn, yeah. oh, that's but disgusting. it works with it works with a thing of Cheetos. Well, I mean, not if you're sharing with somebody, busting. You're just all alone, though. You know what I mean? 
Of course, but like that's, you, that's never a given. Unless like you know, you know for sure you're not going to share this with somebody. But. You bring a bowl of popcorn into your room right now to sit down and do a watch along stream with Nick Scarpino. You're afraid Michael's going to come in and ask on this popcorn? If I get a if I get a big bag, usually I'm eating that bag over the course of multiple days. Usually two at max. But like okay. if I'm if I'm eating that bag over the course of multiple sittings, sure. I never know what's going to happen. See, but the, right there, I think we've already done a thing where you see the the question split. Where for me, if I'm eating popcorn, it's popcorn I just popped in the microwave. It's mm-hmm. I'm dumping in the bowl. It's hot. You know what I mean. I'm not. That's a one-time thing. I'm not getting the the bag of smart smart food well, popcorn is it, or whatever. Is it the thing of you know Jen's never going to come through, or Jen just doesn't mind if you're talking? I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I, well, things. no. Actually, I guess I have done it in front of her. But like, I, if I'm doing, here's my whole thing with the the, the tongue, the Homer Simpson method we're talking about. This only works when you have the mountain. When you have the you know what am I thinking of here? Or the the heaping spoonful, right? When you have the heaping bowl full of something. Because once you get down to that ledge, like think about it. If I have the if I even have the uh coffee cup full of cheetos full of cereal whatever like sure i'm getting the top ones that way but when i need to get down to the bottom oh uh, yeah I well, you can't, do, you can't do that with a with a pringles can no exactly, yeah, exactly. you know what i mean yeah. yeah yeah unless you got one of them legendary tongues yeah exactly then you got no problems in your life <laughs> don't worry about that if you, got, <laughs> if you got a tongue that's getting down to the bottom of the pringles can you're making a million dollars a year on ripley oh, yeah. believe it or not let alone being a very satisfying lover. But I digress, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, David Mertz on the live chat says plate, Greg. See, I think that's weird. If I had a plate full of popcorn and I'm like, like I'm the fly or something over here. <laughs> that also doesn't fix the problem. Yeah, I, I, well, I guess like the, to bring it back to the original question, the issue here is that you're trying not to get Cheeto fingers. Right. And we made it way far out. Where I don't think the plate is the is the answer to the like, plate. Not a, I mean, it's to again, the original question. There's so many things we're talking about here, and it all comes back to your level of self-respect. Because obviously, what we all do behind closed doors is what we do behind closed doors. But it is that idea of if I had this sandwich and then I had the Cheetos on a plate. Because what I, I had the sandwich and then I had the Cheetos in a bowl. Because I didn't want them all over the plate. A little bowl, you know, like a little side bowl. Yeah. And well, so then did, it, did you poured out the Cheetos. Like, was this a big bag of Cheetos that you yes. poured out? I, okay, yeah, gotcha, I have the big gotcha, bag gotcha. of Cheetos that we then put into the, uh, like, sealed Tupperware kind of container. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, but anyways, if I had them loose on the plate, I guess, yeah, you could see the... Uh, but then again, it's that thing of, like, That's granted, weird. it's just me and Portillo in the kitchen. But it's me sitting there going, uh, like, on this plate while I'm looking at Slack, being like, oh, I got to help Cool Greg with this, but I'm also eating like I, what cheetos are good to the last drop i gotta sit here and eat them like an anteater like what's going on yeah what's i think the if, line? If, they're, if they're already if they're poured onto the plate i don't think there is a, a solution aside from chopsticks unless yeah, you're gonna go yeah, the chopsticks yeah. right i think that is that might be the only solution at that point if you don't want to get the cheetos and here's my fingers. here and so they say we close this up and eventually talk about playstation here's the real thing you want to give cheetos a pat on the back for is that they the have never fries. tried to solve this they have never tried to solve this they have embraced mm-hmm. this and it has never gotten in the way of their popularity Cheeto is still incredibly popular. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, I think I think it's a marketing beat for them. Like, I, I think that's a, I, oh, if yeah. I remember correctly, there have been commercials, right, where oh, they're sure. celebrating the Cheetos fingers. Oh, yeah. yeah, where they like you get caught because it's like, like a surprise at the end. Fingered. Yeah, it's a surprise like, at the end. Yeah, like when you as a kid, I do the, remember doing the thing where you like scrape the Cheetos dust off. Yeah, of exactly, and it, and it was the best. I don't do that anymore as an adult sure, because we're, we're, I'm aware we're, we're adults. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's disgusting, but. Like I, I, that that is a surprise though. That is something that's going to sell more Cheetos than hinder people from buying Cheetos. The fact that you get that nice surprise with the like licking the fingers and scraping <laughs> scraping the fingers and the, the Cheeto the fingers. fingers. It's great. Cheeto fingers. Isn't that a thing? Yeah, that's Isn't what that Nick Scarpino? calls himself. That's what Nick calls himself when he plays games. Mm. I don't know if he still does that. Yeah, 
Yeah, I haven't heard that in a minute. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a minute. I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah. He's live over there. I could go check. Hold on. I'm going to break the thing yeah, and be right back. In. All right, hold on. Oh, gosh. All right, Greg is gone. Barry, it's now our time. <laughs> we can now take yeah, over. We can finally take over this dying company. So you don't like Cheeto flow. fingers? No. No, 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 no. Mm. I hate it. Yeah, no, Especially he still like, does it. He still ref- yeah. he still refers to himself as Cheeto fingers, it yeah. turns out. Okay. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, this is enough about Cheetos Fingers. We're going to talk about PlayStation because this is PS I Love You. Each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. You like that? So you head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where, of course, you can support all of our shows, but most importantly for PS I Love You, XOXO, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get it with the exclusive post show we do. You can be watching it live like Madeline Stanley, Joey D, and Adam Outspokens. Uh, however... If you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Of course, you can go to youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week to get a brand spanking new episode. Of course, if you don't get it on Patreon, guess what? You got ads. You don't get the post show, but you still get a really good time. Right, Porty? Right. Now, Porty's going to go on the ground because he's, he's being a baby now. Doesn't want to be in my lap anymore. Also, dog peed on both of his beds. So where are you going to go? Where are you going to yes, lay down now, Two Porty? beds? Enjoy the floor. Portal Party's living like a king. That's why we call that him. That or a geriatric dog on his way out. We're not sure yet. <laughs> Keep you posted on that one on what Porty's up to. Uh, let's give you some housekeeping, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, you can catch Blessing's drunk ass finishing Resident Evil 7 as a Let's Play edit over that Roger did on YouTube.com slash games. Of course, uh, Blessing, you've been playing Resident Evil 7 with Andy. You guys were having a great time, and Roger's been doing highlight streams of it. Uh, this last one boils down, I forget how many hours of gameplay to 20 minutes, and you made the decision to chug a glass of Jack Daniels. I was already two glasses in, <laughs> and so, like, yeah, I, I didn't have good judgment in the moment, and I had Kevin egging me on, and I drank a whole glass of whiskey uh, in the span of about two seconds, and it made for a bombastic playthrough, so go check it out. because More, it is, more it is, proof to never listen to Kevin. More proof to never listen to Kevin, and also, like, it is the best content of the Resident Evil 7 stream, and wow. people, people really liked, like, the first few chapters of it, and so if you like those, you're going to love the last one. Alcohol makes it better, as they say. And I want, and I, I was proud of you too, because I watched uh, the recap. Because obviously, <laughs> I believe the reason you started drinking so hard was that me and Tim had finished that Emily's Away Let's Play. This oh, was yeah. the, the giant stream, so we were drunk when we signed off. So I was too drunk to watch you at the time. So watching again, I was like, I'm glad this is the kind of funny legacy, insightful <laughs> video game commentary mashed up with just getting wasted and not being able to find yourself around the Resident Evil map where you have to beg your friends for help. I'll find any any excuse you can give me in this company to get drunk. I'll find it, especially after the last year of, yeah. of working from home and not having like not being able to go out, go to bars. Or Think about shit. when we get into the new studio, in which, by the way, we see the subreddit threads every so often is a ways away still. It's not, we're not going to surprise you with the studio anytime soon. Uh, but think about when we get back there and how dangerous it's going to be to have that kegerator again, Barrett, to have just oh hard God. alcohol oh, sitting there. Baby. I oh miss getting drunk with you guys on like a Tuesday Me too. afternoon. You Me know? too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be able to knock off early, just play some Knockout City, have a beer, oh, you know? baby. get Blessing a cider. Yeah. Oh, that time. sounds so great. <laughs> one day, one day we'll get back to it. Uh, for now, though, let's talk about Friday. Friday, we're actually playing the developers of Knockout City on twitch.tv slash games in Knockout City. If we win, we get the kind of funny logo in Knockout City. If we lose, yeah. they are still picking what will happen to us, and I don't oh, think any no. of it will be good. Oh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can check it out twitch.tv slash games on Friday. Uh, if you miss it there, of course, you can go to the newest YouTube channel, youtube.com slash plays and see what the recap or the archive of all of it is over there.
And a very special one, of course, uh, blessing you're wearing your Andrea Strong shirt today. A shout out to the one and only busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee, who, of course, is pregnant. Uh, but on top of that is back in the hospital. So everybody, if you have good vibes to send her way, send her way. Uh, of course, Andrea Renee uh, available everywhere social media is and what's good games and all that. But our thoughts are with Andrea, of course. You should also be like our Patreon producers, Omega Buster. Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew. Uh, Elliot and Tom Bach are also Patreon producers, but let's keep going. Uh, We have sponsors. They're going to be ExpressVPN, Credit Karma Money, and Dr. Squatch, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with topic of the show. So, Blessing and Barrett, right now, we're in... The eye of the storm. You know, when you're in a hurricane, there's so much stuff going on, then you get to the eye of the storm and it's eerily quiet. There's not just a moment, you know? Yeah, exactly. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, I don't know. Hamilton. (laughs) Uh, We're in the hurricane that is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart right now, where every PlayStation gamer wants it. We are so close you can almost taste it. But after giving us so much news in that giant preview event, now you're in that quiet period before the game actually gets here. And I'm sure previews, reviews, whatever, start dropping. So this is a time for us to look into ourselves, be introspective. Obviously, there's a bunch of PlayStation news we'll talk about PlayStation updates as always. But more importantly for right now, I wanted to take a beat and a breath. As both you, Blessing, and Bear remind me all the time, I am old. I've been doing this a long time, 14 years covering PlayStation, right? Oh, wow. And one of the things I think we don't do, and I mean us as the, the press and podcast, and even kind of funny to an extent, right, is actually stop and think about what the future holds. And so I've been kicking this around for a while of, you know, oh, man, like, you, you look back and you think about PlayStation 3. You look back, you think about PlayStation 4, even though even that's more recent, right? But when we did uh, at the start of uh, PS I Love You XOXO Volume 2, uh, we started playing Peace Walker, which meant I busted out that PS3. And to go back into that PS3 and go through this archaic menu, and then on top of that, remember that not even all the quality of life improvements that were there are there for the PS3. They weren't even there when the PS3 launched. It really got my mind and ter- gears turning about where we are with the PlayStation 5 and where we're going with the PlayStation. 5. And if I needed that point dro- driven home even more, of course, Drinkbox Studios put up a TikTok the other day I want to show you. Of course, v- there's like a million caveats on this, of course. Uh, Drinkbox Studio, friend of the show. Uh, obviously, I've been covering their games since they started, they, since they won the PlayStation Pub Fund way back in the day to make their first PlayStation game. On top of that, uh, we're, they're going to be promoting their game here that isn't even coming to PlayStation, which is super upsetting. We, won't, we don't need to talk about it right now. Nobody Save the World look, looks great. I have it in the Gamescast League. Don't worry about it. But on top of that, even, this is a, a game represented by Pop Agenda for PR, which is my wife's company of course but i assure you none of that it plays into why we're using this this is just a funny tiktok we're jumping off of yes. barrett can you show everyone year what does 13 years in video game development look like i don't work there by the way i just releasing your first game with playstation home rewards releasing a launch title for the playstation vita figuring out how to use the ps vita as a second screen on the playstation 3 for guacamelee that's just a bit of what 13 years of making cool video games look like. But if you haven't yet, why don't you check out Nobody Saves the World, huh? Don't worry about Nobody Saves the World. Drinkbox don't Studios worry. is... Don't worry about the Nobody Saves the World stuff, right? It's not coming to PlayStation. They're dead to us. We don't need to worry about it. You know what I mean? I mean I'm very excited to play that on PC. First off, I'm very excited to play on Xbox. But I'm saying for the, for the purposes of this show, they're dead to us. All right? They had their chance. They want they the PlayStation gave him a leg up, helped him out, started, and what happens? Phil Spencer comes by with a giant check. 
And that's what happens. You know if what I mean? Anything, now the game goes Drinkbox there. gave more to PlayStation, probably. <laughs> they put a game on the on the Vita. Great point. And so yeah. that's where I want to jump off. What I want to do right now, blessing Eddie Oye Jr., Barrett Courtney, and all of you watching live on patreon.com slash kind of funny games is build the PlayStation 5 time capsule. Mm-hmm. My idea is that we will use this episode to talk about what the next seven years will look like so that on May 25th, 2028, everybody break out your Google calendars, your iCalendars, your iClouds, your Amazon Echoes, whatever you want it to be, and set a calendar reminder for May 25th 2028 that will be seven years from the day uh this publishes for everybody over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and it will be basically the life cycle of the playstation 4 right seven years before, and i mean we're playing fast and loose in a way obviously ps5 has been out for a little bit but i wanted to do this where we could answer a bunch of questions right now seal this episode put it into the internet and then seven years dig it up and see how we shake it shakes out because oh. to, the, to the video we just watched right of like what you're talking about being a developer that long uh, and George calls out right PlayStation home rewards in their PS3 game uh, the Vita being a second screen experience that's just the map all of these cool ideas that really do, you you wouldn't even think about now when we talk about guacamole when we talk about Tales from Space are we talking about any of these bells and whistles no so I think there's the miniature stuff we could do in terms of the minute details about PlayStation 5 but then there's bigger leading questions and all that other stuff Blessing, are you ready? Do you understand the concept of the PlayStation 5 time capsule? Yes. I do need to set an alert. Uh, what was the year oh, yeah, again? 2028? Yeah, May 25th, 2028. I'm putting All it right. in, too. That's a good call. Actually. Uh, Alexa, Everybody? set a reminder for May 25th, 2028. PlayStation time capsule. I'm sure he'll have the same Alexa seven years uh, from now. I don't think yeah. Amazon's going away anytime soon. You don't have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah, man. And this thing, this I get a lot of uses out of this thing. Right. It turns my lights on and off. Sure. It plays spot. Alexa, that's enough. You, you might be right. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm not saying like you might, that thing is might go out the window to a different. God, it talks. It talks so much. Hold on, I'm doing. I'm almost there. I, I didn't. I, there's probably an easier way to do it, but on Google Calendar, I clicked all the way to May 2028, month by month. So here we are, 25th PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 5 time capsule. PS, I love you. Anniversary ep 71 because it's if i don't give enough information i'll be yeah, dead of course but you'll like, get there and you won't understand this, what this was like, what yeah exactly yeah it'll be like about. hashtag ps i hate photo mode where i still don't know what the content yeah we, why, we now you know i'm looking at that was like how many come on what, are you gonna sit with me now what did you do were you bad over here did you do anything bad huh oh party he's just he's in a mood today yeah, all right I he is that. in a mood and it is just grump that yeah. is the mood all right so it is officially on the calendar for thursday May 25th, okay. 2028. Uh, as of right now, I'm hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily with Tim and Mike and Blessing are doing the Twitch stream, but we'll see if that holds. No no real way to know yet. Seven years. And I'm sure Andy's going to be busy that day. Of course. Yeah, he put him down as a strong maybe. So Blessing, I've mm-hmm. listed a bunch of questions in here. You went in and listed a bunch of questions for our time capsule. Our, our per- so this is predictions. This is hopes. This is dreams. This is fears. I, of course, I reached out on Twitter, and I said, hey, everybody, as usual, it's an hour until we're doing the show. This is the topic of the show. Everybody uh, wrote into patreon.com slash games with their uh, questions, thoughts, concerns, hopes, and I think we have something here. Are you ready? Blessing at EOEA Jr. I am ready. What's the biggest PlayStation question that will be answered by 2028? From where we are right now. Obviously, we only know what we're talking about. We don't know what's going to happen with the machines, these Boston Dynamic robots. But right now, if, you could talk, if you're talking to the future, future, future class of video games yourself, what do you want to know about what's happening with the PlayStation in 2028? I mean, what's the biggest question for PlayStation now? Like, I feel like... PlayStation now? 
PlayStation Now. <laughs> you, I, 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 I did do a wait. What are we talking about? PlayStation Current or PlayStation? No, yeah, yeah like PlayStation, PlayStation currently. Like I feel like the when we talk about you know what are we wondering right now, I think it's it's more about like what 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 does the exclusive slate look like for the next few years? Sure. Um, but I, I don't think there are any big questions. Like I feel like we've gotten really? a lot of we got a lot of answers in terms of like the franchises we've been looking for. I guess like is there a Last of Us Part Three? I guess that I guess that's a question. Um, what I is Naughty Dog's really, new IP? I'm, I'm you know what? Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now that I talk this yeah, through, now yeah, I'm talking yeah. this out. I think, I think you're questions. you're thinking small potatoes. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking mine is the definitely box, like yeah. Mine is definitely what happened with Game Pass. Oh, did Game Pass okay. make waves enough that PlayStation had to respond? Because that's the big. I, we talk about this every week on the show. Mm-hmm. The fact that Xbox keeps lining up their dominoes, and if they can fire on all cylinders, if they can, you know, they have so many bolts in the chamber, they could actually turn this thing around and dominate PlayStation this generation. But mm-hmm. did it happen? Does Game Pass matter? Is my question to the PlayStation to seven years from now? What is that? Are we going to get there and be like roll our eyes, and be like, oh man, right? The Netflix of games, ha ha ha, that exploded because of X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. My big question, and again, this is kind of thinking outside of the box, of not specifically like their systems and stuff what happens with sean layton and like will we finally <laughs> that's your biggest question right now that doesn't even have to be seven years from now well, it's yeah it's just like one of those things where like i wonder if we'll know by then kind of thing you know of like mm-hmm. you know that weird announcement where it was very like uh it was just like that kind of weird announcement of him no longer being there and, and sure and stuff like yeah, that just so, a tweet out one day yeah, out of the like blue a, a tweet of like tweet. oh by the way he's gone um and so yeah i wonder if we ever get that story um so this is that's another okay. one that i got no i like it and like so in line with what i'm talking about does game pass matter in 2028 right did that rock the boat did that change the face of playstation that they had to uh, fight in a different way uh patrick Schurwert writes in and says uh looking ahead for the next seven years do you think sony ever creates a true competitor to game pass if so what does it look like if not why not a lot of you wrote in with your concern being game pass as well i mean they already have it it's ps now they just have to or well, the, the question Plus, is, this show is said. the answer is true competitor. And mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't say PS Now is necessarily a true competitor. Like it's a it's a comparable service, but it's it's not as comparable when we when you look at the focus that Xbox gives something like Xbox Game Pass versus what PlayStation gives to PS Now, right? Like PS Now is a streaming is a subscription service with streaming. Mm-hmm. Um and to my 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 answer would probably be no. You know, because I like I, I I come down to a place where do they need to? You know, like it, it, is it worth giving? Is it worth having a subscription service when you do have such a focus on selling these big first party titles? Uh, and I think I think if if PlayStation is forced to make a move, then it'll probably be in the form of re- what we've talked about, right? Redefining what PlayStation Plus looks like, giving benefits to that, maybe bundling PS Plus with PlayStation Now, and finding ways where you can provide. Uh, uh, free games that are something like Bucks Next or like I mean maybe in some world right like a Returnal you know like I, I think you might see uh, uh, games along those lines come out on something like PS Plus as opposed to all the big first party games. Hmm. That's so, a good question though. Yeah. So do you think Game Pass matters in twenty eighteen or twenty twenty eight? Do you think seven years from now we're still talking about either Game Pass itself or the ramifications of Game Pass when it comes to PlayStation? 100%. When it comes to PlayStation. No, but I think it will matter to Xbox and the audience. I think it'll it'll just, like I think to PlayStation. I think PlayStation will very much be on its own uh, uh, trajectory and, and, and doing its own thing in terms of like what it looks like compared to that. 
I don't have the answer, obviously, because this yeah. whole episode is prognostications and predictions and stuff like that. I can't imagine seven years from now, Xbox Game Pass not have changed, changing PlayStation, not have having had. Yeah. I can't imagine Xbox Game Pass not having had some effect on PlayStation and its business model. And I don't know what that looks like. And I don't know if it's a race to, you know, yeah, make PlayStation now better, to make PlayStation Plus more attractive, to bring in more developers on that side, or if it's just streaming related or whatever but like it just seems like xbox has been on this wave with it you know x cloud with it all this stuff that they've lined up that if they can just hit with these first party titles if they can just make you know they have all these studios now if starfield and everything else comes out and actually is awesome and is available this way and as we were just talking about last week right does uh, offer enough benefits that uh, as we saw so many people write in playstation fans write in saying that yeah they, they you know download it for this thing they sign up for game pass for this one game does that change the face of it and what does it look like i have to imagine that for a playstation uh, for playstation as a company for playstation 2028 game pass matters but i don't know what it looks like mm-hmm. yeah I, I think i think there will be some effect for sure i think uh to my point right i'm i'm, I'm thinking about like Patrick's question of does Sony do you think Sony ever creates a true competitor to Game Pass which I directly I'm like I, I don't know if that's if that's the move I don't know if that's something that Sony could even do if they wanted to right like I think them forming a Game Pass that is putting putting out the the big Naughty Dog game or putting out the big Sony Santa Monica game on that service day and date it's just out of the cards for them but to your point I think there will be I think I think you have to react in some way uh, when you're going to have games like Halo Infinite and Starfield and, and probably the new Wolfenstein game and more come out uh, day and date on Game Pass. I think that's going to affect the way that Sony thinks about their own subscription services and yeah. makes it so that they have to offer deals that are uh, somewhat comparable or feel at least like they are offering something against that. But yeah, I'm in the place also where I'm like, I don't know what that looks like. I, you know, I don't know what that that think- move is. To the conversation, right, and the argument in quotes, it's that, you know, how you just said, like, you, earlier you were like, I think, you know, Xbox will still be doing that, but PlayStation will be on its own trajectory. And I just don't see that future being possible because this isn't, and maybe I'm being short-sighted, and maybe I'm being, you know, uh, blind to how business will change, obviously. But that is such, if you're talking about, oh, the, well, it's apples and oranges, for me, that's PlayStation slash Xbox versus Switch where Nintendo has been able to go off and be like, oh, yeah, you know, you guys want uh, really slick online services and HD graphics? We're going to go make fun games over here that, you know, was a rough road for them until they got to Switch and they have a huge hit on their hands. So, like, as long as PlayStation wants to sit there and be PlayStation, I think they're always going to be competing with Xbox until one of them says, well, we don't want to be that anymore. And even with Xbox Game Pass, uh, you know, if it was that Xbox is going to pivot and just be like, okay, Game Pass is on every device and Game Pass is our core business and Game Pass is this, that, and the other, I still think that that's still competing with PlayStation enough that it wouldn't be, all right, cool, they're separate things. We're not worrying about it. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like they are going separate ways. Like, I feel like yeah. Xbox are, are the ones that are like, cool, we're not going to compete as directly in terms of the big first party game race in terms of uh try, tr- trying to what's that look? they just bought Zenimax and all those first party studios yeah, yeah. but like but the stra- the strategy isn't like we're going to sell these games to you at a premium price right I, the strategy okay. is I see what you're saying. I see we are what like we're building a platform we're looking at Xbox as as bigger than the box in its games sure. whereas PlayStation I think does feel more like they're in the Nintendo realm of things where it is hey we have a box that we're selling to you hey we have uh, these big first-party IP that we're selling to you, and it is 
it is us focusing on that IP and building up that IP as something that's something that is going to curate a fan base around it. We're going to, we're going to create a last we're going to create Last of Us in the Last of Us community, right? We're going to have Ghost of Tsushima and have a uh, have a community around that and have <clears throat> multiple releases around that. We're going to have a Ghost Tsushima show that we'll produce with HBO or whoever. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. And we're like we're going to build these IP and uh up as something premium and we're going to sell them as something premium on our platform for $70. Uh and I I I for until until PlayStation 5 or PlayStation sales start to temper out in a way where they are really feeling the effects of what Xbox are doing, I think it's going to be business as usual for PlayStation. I think they're going to double down even more and more in terms of being almost like a Nintendo-like company in terms of, hey, you want us for our games and you want us for our, t- for our hardware, and we're going to give that to you. Whereas Xbox is more focused on the platform and building a wide variety of games that are getting Services. for, yeah, under, under the service on our platform. Uh, in this same vein, well, let me do that thing where uh, Gauchoniac, yeah, Gaucho, uh, Gauchonic, uh, Gauchonic, Gauchonic. That's it. Intercap would help me. Sorry. Uh, what's next for PlayStation Plus? I.e., new services, expanded offerings, etc. My fear for Sony is that they take commercial success as validation to coast. A common refrain from PS I Love You XOXO recently, but I want to add my voice to those that see things like the closure of Japan Studio, the drip feed of PlayStation 5 games thus far, and many other factors as worrying signs. See, that's what makes predicting seven years, or not even predicting, but asking these questions so cloudy and hazy because i do see it literally what you're talking about gaucho nick and what you just talked about blessing is playstation business as usual and it's what we've seen right as xbox keeps making crazy moves of you know getting double fine going off and getting Zenimax, you know doing cloud streaming doing game pass games day and date yada 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 you do see playstation look at them and go cool we are a console and a console ecosystem sold by exclusives sold by triple a exclusives so we will double down on that we will pare down things like japan studio we will make you know playstation studios partnerships with people so that they're making stuff whereas xbox is buying you know the whole thing so that future brought properties from Ninja Theory from Double Fine from Bethesda will be exclusive to them. And so then when you get here and you go, well, okay, what's next for PlayStation Plus? I agree with what you both are saying. It's business as usual. Nothing changes. So the question becomes, what has to change to actually get it, mm-hmm. to make anything happen? I think, they're, I think they're going to do something, right? Like I think they're going to try to find different ways to add value. And you look at, I forget exactly what it's called, PlayStation Plus Video Pass? Yeah. The one that they're from that, Poland, right? Yeah, for that they're testing out in Poland. You know, that's an example of them being like, "All right, what do we have that we can use to build value into this thing?" When our competitors are finding very strong ways to build value into their own services, and I think Video Pass is an example of that. I think they're going to continue to try and find find uh, um, ways to try and build value. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe VR is the way to go with that, right? And and it is, you know, adding in a VR game uh, every month to PS Plus, but the the PlayStation is in a very fa- fascinating place well, because it's hard to think about what they can do. You know, like Microsoft is a company with so much resources and so much, so much money to kind of throw about, throw around in order to make sure. these gigantic moves. Sony as a company, I feel like doesn't have that same amount of options in terms of cool. We can put like, we can, we can partner with studios to put games on there, but Outside of that, right? Like Sony is a company. We have our movie division, and we have like other technology things. But like, you know, we're we're kind of limited in terms of big moves we can make to really change the business and 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 sway with what the competitions are are doing. Well, that's where it gets 
interesting, right? Where if it, we are talking about what's next for PlayStation Plus, and we are talking about how do you in, or a PlayStation service of some kind, right? Mm. A subscription service. I think you you're right on the money of okay, cool, but I, of like we have all these different uh, services, we have all these different branches of Sony. How can we activate any of them? I don't know if you can effectively because I think even when they're like, oh, it's, yeah, PlayStation Prime Video, whatever the hell they're calling it, right? Of mm-hmm. these movies, it's a handful of weird movies. Who the hell cares? What I think makes it way more interesting is the whole hey, guess what? In 2022, we're really going deep with Discord. What does that mean? And can they mm. get it to a point where, yeah, my PlayStation Plus uh, subscription gives me a discount on Discord Nitro, uh, gives me Discord Nitro, and then I wonder if you can start negotiating deals to benefit the services people are already using. PlayStation made a big deal recently, right, of, cool, we are cl- closing down the TV and movies part of the PlayStation Store. Why? We can see the data. You are all using apps like Hulu, Lite, Netflix, like, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Is it possible to get a deal with any of them for exclusivity? Uh, Not of the app, but for benefits. Where it is that, cool, if you are a Netflix member, you can bundle it with your PlayStation Plus subscription and get X amount of dollars off both services. If you, you know, that there is a... I don't even know, PlayStation events, which I'm way too far into the thing that would never actually happen here. But you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to say exclusive content because that sounds terrible of like, yeah, yeah, there's a hot new show coming out only available on play, your Netflix PlayStation 5 oh app. God, That's garbage. Powers, no. <laughs> I was thinking more of something that's already been released, not the fact that like, we're making exclusive, exclusive on PlayStation. Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that would be an interesting way to go with it of... Rather than trying to reinvent the wheel and make new services, why not partner with the services people are already using that we can see? Like, yeah. why not get, throw something in there for Spotify? Why not throw something else that people are using? Why not use Discord? The thing that gets tough about it is that I feel like that's that that alone by itself isn't a big enough move, and it, sure. it, I think it would take a bunch of those to really like drive that home of like, hey, you really want PlayStation Plus? But like, people already the thing is like, people are are already sold on PlayStation Plus. You know, people are already buying PlayStation Plus. Like, how much is is bundling in Spotify or bundling in Netflix going to sell that to people that are already on the platform? Especially when you look at, uh, I believe, with Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, they have had those same deals. Like, they have had deals where you can get um, discounts on Spotify and on different services when uh, for maybe like a month or however many months. Maybe it's maybe it's ongoing. I'm not sure. Um, You're right. Where, yeah. yeah, where you where if you get Xbox Game Pass, you get access to those, and you know, like those are great moves you know like i think people people are uh, have that added level of, of enticement from that but i don't think it's a service seller and i think playstation plus are gonna have to find more things to be service sellers right i think on, online playing playstation but games can you online, even do that at that point right yeah like, i feel like yeah, i'm right there with point, you yeah. that the stuff they're doing I, I totally agree with you mm-hmm. is that what we're talking about here is uh, you know the added value uh benefit making it worth your your uh, time to be a subscriber does any of this matter does anybody care playstation plus is required to play multiplayer games so there you go boom done Yep. But in like once in a while, I'll give you free Fortnite stuff. So if you were doing I know Fortnite doesn't require yeah, it. But like you get you were, two free games. You get um, a lot of uh, deals and discounts on PlayStation uh, games. And I mean, those all, all that right there are sellers of the service in a way where I don't necessarily think you need to go super hard with it. Like past that for how many people are in PlayStation Plus that have PlayStation uh you know i think it's right there and and, and it, they do it does seem like they do try to find ways to still build value between video pass and then also i think game help is exclusive to uh playstation plus um and then you have you have things like when they announced 
actually i might get this wrong but grand theft auto uh 5 the version that's coming to ps5 i believe gta online is going to be free for ps plus members is that right. is that the, the case yeah so or is it uh, is it upgrade only i forget what it was we just talked about it on games daily last week yeah i forget the exact details of that but i believe there's some playstation plus benefits there also which means that like yeah like they're, they're looking for ways to build value but though it all feels like it is additive stuff let's make the deal so there's always some there's always that level that extra level of enticement for our users and not necessarily a all right here's the big new reason you need ps plus you know i think that's the question for me of i know you can actually make that my answer actually for the first question of um uh what's the biggest playstation question that'll be answered in 2028 my answer to that will be what is the big um big new hook to ps plus uh, to drop this in just for clarification, this comes from the Rockstar press release. While the standalone version of GTA Online will be available to players on both platforms, this new standalone version of GTA Online will be available for free exclusively to PlayStation 5 players during the first three months. And PlayStation Plus members on PS4, make sure to claim your 1 million GTA bucks by visiting the PlayStation Store at the start of every month, every month until the launch of GTA Online on PlayStation 5. Gotcha. So there's your benefit there. Of. Yeah, of course. And that, and I think you know the question of what is PlayStation Plus and everything else, and what is the big new hook for PlayStation Plus, all falls into this. What is did Game Pass move the needle enough to make things change? For sure, because I do think if Game Pass is a fizzle and doesn't draw the numbers and doesn't, you know, uh, lead to a subscriber gamer whatever you want to care mind share leak from PlayStation to Microsoft, why would Xbox change it or why would PlayStation change anything? And if it is the fact that, cool, we're just going to keep giving you these uh, free games every month and, you know, they're, you know, hit or miss quality. But as we laid out when we talked about it a few months ago now, probably like when you look at the library of PlayStation Plus for the last few years, you establish a library of like, man, these are really great games. And does the current crop and this changes all the time of Game Pass games, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, compare to that? Because it is PlayStation bringing in different games. And obviously, I think that ebbs and flows. And obviously, there's way more changes to Game Pass than there are PlayStation Plus. So any given month, that could change around. But that was when we were arguing if that was actually the true competitor uh, rather than PlayStation Now to Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Blessing. Greg. Let's continue building our time capsule, okay? Let's do I'm it. looking through the list of stuff we have here. See what I want to toss at you right away. Where do I want to go with this? You know what I mean? I like, the, I like this question you got right here. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's a good Blessing. One. That's a spicy one. Seven years from now. All right. It's May 25th, 2018. Everybody's Google and your, your echo starts freaking out telling you that, hey, this alarm from seven years ago has gone off. You snap awake. You listen to this show. The question I want past Blessing to tell future game is that, or future Blessing is this. Who's made the best PlayStation 5 game? Are we talking about PlayStation first party or just period on the platform? I think just period on the platform. Whoa. Now, for me personally, and, and this is always tough, but I would say, you know, looking back for me, it's usually first party. But I, I do realize, yeah. of course, that that's a ball of wax and everybody has a different game of the generation, Witcher 3, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. But who, yeah, who do you think's made the best PlayStation? And if you want, we can do first party and then you could also expand it to third party if you thought you yeah. needed yeah. to. Yeah, I think that's, e- I think that's easier to do. So I'm going to start with first party. And I mean, naturally, you would go to Sony Santa Monica versus Naughty Dog, I think. You might. You might. Yeah. But my, I guess my question would also be, like, is there a, like, over the next generation, right, do we get another PlayStation developer rise to, pom- to prominence in the, ways that, in the way that those two have, right? Does Insomniac put out their last of us, you know, does uh, uh, Sucker Punch 
this Ghost of Tsushima 2 end up being like a 10 out of 10 game across all these different outlets and a game, game of the year winner across so many different outlets. Oh, man. Yeah, I like this. Like, oh, I like this question. Spider-Man 2 go and shit like that? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you got plenty of Spider-Man 2 stuff yeah. coming up. Don't worry about that. Who's made the best PS5 game? Look at him. Look at it. Look at the wheel spin over here. Yeah. I mean, do you have an answer? Are you? I mean, no. We're all just guessing blindly, okay. right, on what it could possibly be. So yeah, who knows? Like, I, 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 I think, I think God of War Ragnarok will be a big moment <clears throat> for solidifying the PlayStation Five in this generation. So I think, sure. Even after seven years, Ragnarok will be looked at as like that is a top tier PS Five game. And this is me just, uh, you know, projecting and hoping that that game is fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. Knowing that team, it's it's going to be great. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to throw out an, an exclusive that's not necessarily first party is whatever Atlas comes out with next. Mm. Okay. Mm. As a follow up to Persona 5, like you you imagine that they're going to want to go like how do they even top I mean Persona 6, yeah. right? Yeah, if it is Persona 6 if they want to do something else like how they uh kind of like went off the cuff with a uh, Catherine, right? And mm-hmm. and so I I think whatever they do next like they're probably thinking of like, how do we follow up the game that kind of, and th- this is personal bias here, but also like, I-, I do think Persona as a series has never been talked about as much until five came out. Like, I know you guys liked, really no, liked you Persona are Baron full stop. Right. I mean, as somebody who has done this when you were still in kindergarten, <laughs> yes, no, you are 100% correct. That Persona five is the biggest Persona five or biggest Persona to date. Yeah. Yeah. Golden did a lot for it, obviously, and I think put it on so many people's radar. Yeah. But that said, it was on Vita. So even though so many people bought a Vita for that, they did not play that game. Yeah, and so I, I, I think whatever Atlas wants to try to make next, I, I, I do think we'll get it this generation, but it'll be interesting to see what it is. And I think that'll also be like a, a contender there. Here's, here's, a, here's something I'll throw in. Do we get Bloodborne 2? Does From Software make a first-party... Steve Infected writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can it's over the time capsule says man how good was Bloodborne 2 and that final boss a masterpiece in game design my question is do you think Bloodborne 2 will get a 60 frames per second patch do you think they're waiting to re-release a Bloodborne collection on PS6 and will finally get to play both games in 60 frames per second PS Greg congrats on baby number three blessing the beard is looking great as always (laughs) PPS all hail Emperor Kevin oh god (laughs) Also, uh, Bloodborne oh, fantastic. Card, you know, so. Yeah, Bloodborne that's card. That's where it'll go next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if they put yeah. out Bloodborne 2, I, I think that would be my answer. I'm going to say I'm gonna say From Software. Fuck. Yeah, I'm going to say uh, From Software makes another PlayStation exclusive game. Another PlayStation first party game. And it's the best one. Okay. So are you tossing that in the... You want that to be your... Are you, are you still breaking up third, first party, third party? Yes. So that's my first party. Actually, okay. you know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. That was my third party. Just so I can cheat. Because okay. I do, I do, I do like thinking about they the first-party studios. More kind of a third. It, it's similar mm-hmm. to Atlas, right? Where like even though uh, Persona Five was and Persona Four were kind of exclusive to the their systems, right? They're not really. Mm-hmm. A, a well, first party the difference studio. is like the difference is Bloodborne is literally a first-party game. Like it has, it's That's produced true. by PlayStation, whereas uh, uh, Atlas is is published or um, Sega is publishing. Sega publishes Persona Five, right? Yeah, Sega Atlas now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for me personally and i know obviously you know best game of the generation or whatever is going to be subjective no matter what i think it'll come from a first party 
And that does get interesting because obviously PlayStation Studios is this umbrella that makes any third party that they work with first party to an extent. But I do look at that. Yeah, like you were talking about earlier, the front runners of what we already know from what was Worldwide Studios or what is Worldwide Studios in the PlayStation Studios ecosystem of Naughty Dog, uh, Insomniac, and then, yeah, Sucker Punch in terms of who would actually pull this off. And I think... What all? This is something that has I I used to say all the time on podcast beyond and what now we're however many years removed from Uncharted two right, but I've said over and over again of like it has to end sometime. Naughty Dog has to have a foul ball at some point. They have to have a game that is not just fucking amazing. And as long as I was saying that on Beyond, it never came true to my. And I know I'm not. I'm not trying to get into an argument of Uncharted Two versus Three versus Four. I, mm-hmm. Let's just step back and talk about those games. Like mm-hmm. those games are awesome. Those game like get, removing scores, removing that, removing if you liked the story or whatever. Like the game is awesome. And to, and then toss in the Last of Us. Then toss in yeah. Last of Us Part and they, Two. They only got better and better. Yeah. Exactly. And so to have that argument there, I get to this point where I'm like, what? Well, I feel like it's tried to say Naughty Dog again, and but I can't don't have a reason why because it might. What's my reason that some, you have to miss sometime? Like you have to not do something amazing sometime. I think mm-hmm. the argument would be maybe of like atrophy, you know, turnover, studio churn, people come and go. Uh, you know what happens if yeah. you know the the you know Evan's still there. Christoph left and that didn't change Naughty Dog's complexion. Evan's still there. You know Neil's moved up, but what if Neil leaves? What if this happens? What yeah, if, like is the know, same Naughty Dog seven years from now going to be the same Naughty Dog that's making games right now? And so that's why, like, I really feel when I talk about who's going to make the best PlayStation 5 game, I feel like it's going to be someone with, I, I don't, it sounds bad, but a chip on their shoulder. And does that mean that it's going to be a, I think, honestly, I think it's going to be Insomniac. Say, say Ben um, Studio. Insomniac. Now, now, I thought about <laughs> it. I thought about it. I do think Ben Studio, I, Ben Studio for me personally, and this again is never a reflection on them, but it's all that hullabaloo we had in the story there. One of the questions I, I we should put on here is, is Ben Studio going to be around? I have a different first party on here. Are they going to still be a studio? But is Sony Ben going to be absorbed into something? What does Sony Ben get to put out again next time? You know, what? how many people are sticking around for that? But for me right now, I think, it, I, think I, I would put chips on Insomniac. I think Insomniac got purchased right at the perfect time and i think you know you look at obviously their history with ratchet and you go well was there ever a bad time to purchase this omniac no but off of the fucking success of spider-man and again spider-man taking it and suddenly putting insomniac on another fucking level on a way that again we talk about this all the time of you the person listening to this podcast right now and listen to beyond and follow ign and playstation news so closely like yeah you've known insomniac you've known ted price you've known sunset overdrive and marcus smith and drew murray and all these people but i think at large since ps2 ratchets right people really didn't think of insomniac as like oh man they're making really cool shit. It was just like, oh ratchet that's cool right i like ratchet games yada 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 but to have spider-man and have insomniac go to such a different level and have such a successful game and then again you know i know blessing hates it that's why he put up the poster back there to remind himself of games he hates to then take it to yet another level with miles morales and fucking show that in what it was two years three two and a half years how much they fucking learned from that first game to what this game was going to be in terms of storytelling design uh characters everything else pacing and then now to again be in the eye of the hurricane right now it's quiet uh sit here and be like Ratchet looks fucking unreal. 
And like that, like what? So what does that mean for this studio that is going to continue to get more praise? Is going to continue to get more assets? Is going to continue to get more money? You think from PlayStation and is on the you know precipice of Spider-Man Two? You assume or whatever the mm-hmm. next Spider-Man project is going to be. Like I really feel like they are rolling right now and granted there's multiple teams so they're able to put more games out so they're able to learn more about what's going on and so you worry i I don't worry i wonder if the pitfalls and first-hand experience that of course we always talk about playstation studios sharing between each other right yeah when when it was horizon time there was conversations you know of herman talking about oh yeah you know we learned from talking to naughty dog about this and then when uh, kojima started working on death stranding he did the whole studio tour and learned and used the decima engine like there's learnings there, but I think there's so much you only learn from a first-hand perspective. And so if Insomniac's going to keep putting out so many PlayStation 5 games, right? They figure, like, they're already going to have two under their belt by the time we get to the end of this year, let alone seven years from now. I think they could really do something special. I, w- I want to say Insomniac, because Insomniac is probably my favorite uh, first-party PlayStation studio. The thing, the, the question that comes to mind for me is, are they, is the next generation for them just Ratchet and & Clank and Spider-Man, or do they do something new? because i think a spider-man 2 as dope as it's gonna be i think for me will still be more spider-man along with a ratchet and clank like they'll be incredible you know like they'll probably be my favorite game some of my favorite games that year but how much does a spider-man 2 or a spider-man 3 or another ratchet and clank game do for me versus what could be a new ip from naughty dog or maybe a, a, a new ip from uh sony santa monica if they end up getting there um or maybe even gorilla right like I wonder if Insomniac is in a place right now because they uh, really revved up, you know, with Spider-Man in 20, 2018. I wonder if they're 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 still going to be in that cycle by the uh, by the end of these next seven years, where they're like, "Cool, we just put out Spider-Man two and another Ratchet game. Now we're working on Spider-Man 3. I wonder if that's going to speak to me and you know uh, us in general, right? As as a they put out the best game this generation, and it was Spider-Man three. You know, I think a Spider-Man 3 probably has less, uh, I guess, less potential to hit us in a way that a God of War reboot hit us or a Horizon sure. Zero Dawn That's or fair. a Ghost of Tsushima um, or even a Spider-Man 2018 for that matter. My my prediction, is, and again, this is fun, you know, look back at this in seven years, is I think that they go from Ratchet and Clank and a grand ma- multiple teams, so I know we're playing fast. For these. sure. Ratchet and Clank, and then I think they'll do Spider-Man 2, and then I think they'll do something new. I don't think it'll be, I don't think they go right back to Ratchet. I think one of the reasons Ratchet has this fervor behind it is the fact that they hadn't done Ratchet in a bit. And I know 2016 for the reboot, but even like before then, right, we were talking about a crack in time and all the core Ratchet stuff that they had been doing on PS3. Like I think taking that and putting it on the sideline for as long as they did is leading to people being hungry for this kind of game because it's given them time to miss it in the same way i want to talk about a different uh uh, first party franchise coming up in a bit but i think that i think after ratchet is is spider-man and then after spider-man will be something new which could be sunset overdrive whatever they call it you know what i mean i don't think they'll put a two on it but i think they would you know expand on that they could expand on that franchise and do something crazy with it but i doubt it my answer is going to be Naughty Dog for first party. Mm. I think Safe choice. Yeah, and and I, I think they're in the place to finally do an, another new IP, and I think a new IP from Naughty Dog has potential to to hit in the way Last of Us One hit, and like it's something that I think it's something that I'm for sure thirsting for, and it's something that I think a lot of people at this point uh, are thirsting for. You know, despite loving Uncharted and loving Last of Us, like a new IP from from Naughty Dog just strikes me as such an exciting thing, and. Sure. I think that easily has potential, and, and, yeah. it's, and it's to that opposite thing that, that that you were mentioning earlier, right? About like, hey, like they they have to mess up sometime, right? They have to me- they have to mess up at a certain point. But I think if they 
I think for them, the right move would be working on something fresh and new. And if they're able to do that, that could maybe sidestep that in a way where I could I could see them messing up with a with another uh, another Uncharted. I could see them messing up with maybe a third Last of Us. I think them working on something completely different and new gives gives them more opportunity to be like, cool, let's build something new. Let's let's build something from the ground up. Let's define what a thing is. Uh, and you know, give some give something for people to be anticipated by, and not not necessarily judge as hard as somebody would judge a new Last of Us or a new Uncharted. Honestly, that's what I hope. And you know, I I I do want to talk about Uncharted in here eventually for our seven years prediction. But like my, and even it was that thing of you know after Last of Us Part Two came and went and had all the Game of the Year awards win. I forget who it was was interviewing Neil, and he mentioned like, yeah, you know, me and uh, Hallie have done a rough outline of what Last of Us Three would look like, just like Last of Us Two. Where like Last of Us one ended, and I was like, "Awesome! I don't need more Last of Us." But if you do it, I'll like it. I'm sure. Same thing I feel for Last of Us Part Three. Where yeah, if you're gonna go make another Last of Us, I'm sure it'll be great, and I can't wait to see that story. But I'd be way more stoked if it was all right. Cool, we have a different thing to tell. We're getting you know, it's gonna be yeah. different gameplay mechanics. It's gonna be different setting. It's brand new. This is where we're going because I just think there's something to that, right? That I I feel what Last of Us Part Three. What is it gonna be? It's gonna be us. Making our way across the country, yeah. and we, it's man and humanity to man. It's gonna be real violent. People. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And there's some weird new infected we didn't know about somehow. Yeah, I, I, I think we get both. I think we get a new IP uh, some point this generation from Naughty Dog, and then I think we will uh, maybe similar like similar to Last of Us Part One, and then Part Two. I think uh, we'll probably get a Part Three uh, to round out. Is this it a swan song? Um, uh, but I, I I'm gonna say. I'm going to put my guess at Sony Santa Monica for first party. Yeah? yeah. Why is that? Uh, because I think they are, <clears throat> with the new direction that they have taken God of War and the way that they can tell stories and uh, have great character arcs, that writing team is great. But then also for, just from a gameplay standpoint as well, uh, like I, I know the <clears throat> kind of Naughty Dog uh, cover shoot and stuff like that doesn't vibe sure. with everybody. Um, although I do think The Last of Us Part Two like really they really pushed like what they can do and, and, and stealth and shooting and stuff like that, which was really impressive. Uh, and like just level design around all of that was really cool. But like, I still don't think it comes anywhere near like how fun and satisfying it is to play uh, 2018 God of war. And I, I think they'll just kind of keep expanding on that and keep making it fun and go into really interesting places with the, the lore uh, that they're tackling and, and the characters and stuff like that. I, I think God of war, uh, whatever they do with uh, the future of God of War, or e- even if they take a break from it and try to do something else, like I, I think, I think Sony Santa Monica. See, and that's my out. other prediction with God <laughs> of War is I think they do Ragnarok, and then they're like, "Cool, let's move on to something else. Let's do something different." You don't think they do I hope like so. a trilogy? No, okay. I don't. Because oh, we've I, had what... this conversation, yeah. Which I'm, I'm surprised you don't think they're going to do a trilogy. I feel I like. Would... Go ahead. Go ahead. I would, I would think because I could I could see them doing Ragnarok and then moving on to something else, but then coming back and having it be like a switch out thing over going back and forth between sure. two franchises. Because I would love to see what something new and big from Sony Santa Monica would look like. Um, but like I feel like that's a story that you have to have. You here's my thing: people love trilogies. <laughs> Corey Barlock strikes me as a dude that's probably like. I want to make a trilogy, right? I want to make the best trilogy in gaming. Like there's I, I, there's something about that three story structure that really hits and I, that. Um, I don't know. I think I think a developer like that would probably strive for in terms of trying to make like this masterpiece thing. And I think there's a lot of story you can tell uh, of that's left in God of War. But my question for the time capsule for mm. 
Us cracking this open. Again, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's May 25th, 2028. I'm glad you're all here. Glad your calendar reminders went off. My question is, is Corey Barlock still at Sony Santa Monica? In seven years. No. In seven years. Yeah, 2028. How long has he been there? He's been, well, he, he, He's been what, a while he, for a he, while. Yeah, he left and came back, so that's yeah. the thing, right? Uh, my, my thought is, like, you know, you watch the documentary Raising Kratos online, which you all should, of course, and you see God of War, like, break Corey. And so the idea that they're making another God of War right now, I would imagine, is a similar stressor. And I, for the record, obviously, you, I, I, you know, I, I talk to Corey every so often, but not, like, usually publicly, maybe an occasional DM or some bullshit. I have no inside information. Corey and I are not close enough friends to the point that I know anything about his psyche, what's going on in his life, yada, 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 yada. Mm-hmm. I would think that if he's going through that again now, especially with a family and a child and all this stuff, like there has to be a point where like he has to have something to say. And I think he'd say it and then be like, cool, I'm taking a break again when I'm leaving, which makes me think that PlayStation wouldn't be like, yep, this is a trilogy. We're doing this thing. Cause not, and not that of course, as we've seen God of war can't exist without its original creator or something like that. But I think what made God of war 2018 work so well was that it was personal. And so God of War Ragnarok, again, is going to be, you'd expect, this personal story for Corey and the team. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take away from all the people who work on this game, like trying to say it's all him to something like that. I just feel like it's, uh, this sounds terrible. Stick with me. I feel like in the same way, I talk about my greatest fear is my cancer coming back. And I talk about that because I was so naive going into my cancer, cancer battle where I didn't know how bad it would be. Like, I feel not that making God of War is cancer to Corey Varlock, but I feel like he knows before he even, like, you know, I and mean, you watch that documentary and he knows what the pitfalls are, I guess, and what the ba- bad things could be, but also how to turn them around, maybe. But, like, I just feel like there's so much pressure on him right now. And I, because I think about it, like, it's, all, it's exactly what we're talking about a little bit with Starfield, where it's like, people are so fucking hyped for God of War Ragnarok. And what do we know? That there's some ice in the logo and like that. And why? Because 2018 <laughs> was a masterpiece. 2018, again, is my favorite game of all time. I think it's perfect. And so to sit there and be like, cool, make a sequel to a perfect game. Oh, fucking hell. And like, you can say whatever you want about, you know, checking the critics at your door and going there and make your thing, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like you pour yourself back into that. And I feel like, cool, I need something else. Does Corey mm-hmm. want to live and breathe God of War for that long? And I know I've now mixed two questions right where we're yeah, talking sure. about will there be a god of war three and now i'm also bringing up this question of is Corey still at santa monica i say no he's not at santa monica i think he finishes god of war two and bounces yeah uh good i i i agree with you kind of halfway there i think he yeah like god of war ragnarok i think will be his like last big project but i i do think that they're they still want to think of it as a trilogy and i think he might take the george lucas route where he might have have like overall plans mm-hmm. of what uh like how to end the trilogy and then give give that vision give the reins to somebody else give give it to someone Alana else like Pierce. How, yeah exactly like uh, they're mm-hmm. bringing in new writers and stuff like that like uh like maybe they're in a place right now where he's trying to like um and again this is like i know absolutely nothing the last time i talked to Corey barlog was like 2018 uh and so he might be trying to like bring up like the next kind of like era of writers for that studio and uh, see what they can do for the future of that studio. I don't know. Um, I I, I, I think you hear about like, if if that's what happens, and then like he kind of has a, a kind of almost like a consulting role in God of War three, but isn't at the studio anymore, and that's like sure. kind of it. I mean, it's that yeah. other thing too of like you know what you're talking about the studio. Like we're so hung up on Corey, of course, but even for the studio, the people who have been there forever. 
do they want? Like, what is that going to be? And they, granted, I know we're then spreading out of when God of War 2 comes out, yada, yada, yada. But like, that's like a decade of their life doing two games of God of War. Like, do you want to move on to something else or do you want to keep animating Kratos and telling the Kratos story? And granted, I know this game hits, so you get new talent that come there wanting to work on that project. Like, that's a real thing that happens too. Like, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think... I, I see exactly what you're talking about in, uh, in terms of Corey. And I think that just the fact that seven years is a long time, I would not be surprised to see Corey Barlog piece out in that time. But I think for what the God of War u- universe is, I think there's so much story that you can tell in that universe. And if, like, I could see the case where these uh, God of War Ragnarok is still like this, like this, the same God of War you know from God of War 2018, but maybe it, it, is, it is more focused on um, uh, Atreus. And then by the time you get to the third entry, maybe Corey is gone, but there is a new character introduced in Ragnarok that is actually the focus, that is a surprise to us that we don't realize, and that gives them leeway to build out that world or continue to explore that. Uh, I think there's, I, I think there's so, still so much in that IP that you can, you, you can get a trilogy out of it super easily. Given, given could, I mean, you could just make them nonstop. That's the, that's the, that's, that's the thing. The... Also, yeah. That's the temptation, right? And that's what we talk about is PlayStation playing too safe. Are they doing this? And like, especially then them wanting to do, you know, these big budget things. Awesome. Oh, Nick Scarpino. I'm sorry. Cheetos Fingers himself is joining us. Hey, Nick. Hey, guys. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, We're playing some dodgeball over on the live stream right now. So if you guys want to wrap this up real quick and come play with us, that'd be real fun. Uh, We we got a lot of show left. Yeah, we got a lot of show left. Okay. But I'd love to, though. You know, how are you? Are you good? Because, of course, remember, we're playing for the right to get the logo in in, in Knockout City uh, Friday. Are are you good enough that you're going to be on that team or are you going to be a cheerleader? We're at that that part in the montage where we're losing a lot, but we're going to pull it back out. We're going to pull it out. It's going to be fun. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Have fun with your show. Good luck. For the record, uh, Bless Barrett and I were killing people yesterday. All right. So, like, don't worry about who the A team rolling in there is. be the starting lineup on Friday. I'm just saying it. Mike's pretty good. Mike's really good, actually. Yeah. And like I was playing with uh, Mike and Andy after you guys went to bed last night. Mm. And Mike was really uh, 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 passing, which we we did not do. And we were still Mm. cleaning clocks. We didn't have to. But the passing mechanic uh, and using it the way they were, where they were calling it out, was actually leading to some just instant knockouts. Like charging up the ball and stuff. Yeah. Hear, yeah, hear well, yeah when you pass it it comes in hot so you can throw it right away which then gets it off you know people aren't waiting right they're thinking you're going with a slower ball you hit them real quick it's easy hear me out there's a knockout city 1v1 mode what if we just oh, battle yeah. to see who's the starting lineup you just have a tournament it's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea yeah you know okay, I'm just okay. Saying. back to it uh question i want to throw out here into the time capsule all right seven years well first off seven years from now you still working a kind of funny blessing <laughs> You son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, is, Media Mo- is Media Molecule still a studio? And as a bonus, if yes, is Dreams still their thing? God, blessing I Eddie O.J. So. Jr. The Blessing Show's own, all about dreams, made in dreams. What do you think? I'm going to say yes. They're yeah. still a studio. Is Dreams still a thing? I'm going to say... Like I, I think I think it still exists. I think servers are still up. I think people are still like it still has a very small community. But I think Media Molecule by then has uh, announced their new game, and it is something more. I'm not gonna say like traditional because they're never really traditional, but something that kind of brings it back in line with a little big planet or something that is more identifiable um, and has a character to it more than dreams. Okay, I'm with you. That God, I hope so. <laughs> but to go into the time capsule, I would say no. Mm. And I think it's a back to what we've been talking about this episode, every episode recently of how PlayStation is looking at 
what a PlayStation studio is and how they want banger after banger from these first parties. And if you're not making banger after banger, you can be a PlayStation studios title. We can work with you that way, but we'd rather not have you, uh, you know, under our umbrella. We don't want you actually owned and operated for it. And I still feel that media molecule is such an amazing studio, but I think they're just too artsy for PlayStation 2021. So as we were talking, if nothing changes and it's status quo and we get to uh, 2028, where do they fit in? What are they making? And it's that idea of like dreams is such quicksand because you can't just abandon dreams. <laughs> you need mm. to be there and support dreams. So if you're supporting dreams, can you ever fully spin up something else? And even if you were to spin up something else, like in the era of, you know, what we've seen in terms of creation tools and Fortnite and building, and I know I'm playing fast and loose with that, but like, is there a place for another something more in line with little big planet are people jonesing for that as something they really really want yeah it's difficult like i i, I think there's a lot of reality to what you're saying and my, my yes is, is mainly a hopeful yes of like i really want them to be around because they are such a dope studio to me and of like, course you know dope studio to a lot of people um my thing is i i think playstation understands what media molecule is like they've they, they've got to right like do they you know okay, no, sure okay okay, okay. yeah they understand it i agree that even right now in 2021 they understand what media molecule is mm -hmm. media molecule is my question is does playstation appreciate do they respect <sighs> do they cherish what media molecule is yeah and the answer probably is probably not you know given given what we know about playstation as a company and how they operate and given where playstation was when media molecule is putting out little big planet one that was ps3 playstation that was a different playstation that's playstation that we always talk about as being like more of a weird playstation unique putting out uh different quirky products uh on the first party level now playstation is a different company and i wonder if that means that media molecules next game is maybe focused in being like focused toward being something that is maybe astrobot ish maybe sure. it is like sure. a cool how do we how do we uh um refocus you in a way that is more aligned with what we feel like will sell our platform and what we feel like will build our platform but also falls in line with what we know you to be and i wonder if that comes in comes in the way of hey put out just put out another another little big planet um that is maybe not a little big planet per se but it is like a third per the uh, uh uh 3D platformer or um like some kind of game that that exists as a single player game that has a story has a narrative is good quality but also can have personality and be quirky i hope that that's the answer you know i hope that and i hope that's something that's something that they want to do um but i don't know man it is dire i what you say is true and it is it is one of those things where it's like yeah do they appreciate them the answer is probably probably not compared to their other bigger studios that are putting out your last buses and ghost of Shima's and all this stuff. It's an interesting one because I feel like, and again, I know I, I'm talking out of turn here. Cause uh, you know, we, we, we talk about Jim Ryan a lot on this show and how he comes off as such a business dude. He strikes me as he does not value media molecule in terms of like what they're actually like all about. But like Herman Hulse, obviously in charge of PlayStation studios, I think he does like Herman gets it, but then again, but it's also comes down to, if your boss is like all these games need to make money, all these games need to be this big thing. And a great, and I don't think it's like to the most devious extent of how that could go, but it is very much that this is a business and PlayStation's making money. And again, all the moves we've gone through and talked about and all the reports we've heard, had, it just doesn't to me seem like Media Molecule fits into that uh portfolio the way they want them to. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like going forward, I don't know. But in seven years, I feel like they have to have a hit and have they had a hit by then. Yeah, I mean that's a really mm -hmm. good point.
Um, this has been a great time capsule. Yeah, we've talked a lot longer than I thought we were going to talk about. I thought we'd move through things quicker. You know what I mean? Do you want to do some lightning round questions? Or you want me to th- toss out some other ones from the chat? This uh, is one I like from the chat. Or not mm-hmm. the chat. The p- patreon.com slash games. Joshy G wrote in and said, For Spider-Man 2, 1, will we get Gwen Stacy as Spider-Gwen? 2, will we get a fight between Miles and a corrupted black-suited Spider-Man? And then 3, how amazing is Persona 5, 6 going to be? <laughs> I mean, to the second question, do we get a fight between Miles and a black-suited Spider-Man? Yes. 100%. 100 percent um to the first question do we get gwen stacy spider uh spider gwen i'm gonna say no yeah interesting i mean have we had anything to hint towards that or even lead no. towards that no no like, no, no we no, have no, no, we're, no. In, we're in mary jane territory still i feel like you got a game or two before we get to gwen mm. stacy see you, but like, here's they the, started with miles yeah i think like uh spider-man 2 is gonna be the end of the peter era so like I I, really? I think it, oh yeah I I really think that like we're by the end of Spider Man two like uh, Peter will huh. have hung up the mask and have moved on and have trusted Miles to leave uh to like kind of protect the city and have to be Spider Man yeah, yeah to be the Spider Man and so I I think for that series to keep going and you know they're gonna want to want it to keep oh, yeah. going as long as uh marvel will let them right like i think you're gonna i think you're gonna get a lot of like a cool expansion of uh, of different spider people in the future so yeah I, I, absolutely yeah. i think I, I don't know if we'll get spider gwen by the end of spider-man 2 but i think we'll yeah i mean i think i think we could get there eventually spider-man 2 just feels way too quick for me to get spider gwen like Maybe Gwen Stacy gets introduced in some way. I don't know. I I would love I would I would love for this Spider Man universe to eventually have an Into the Spider Verse moment where it is like bringing in different Spider Mans from different uh, universes. But I also don't. I like I want them to build towards that. I want that to be See, like, the problem. There is I I yeah exactly. They they can't do it anytime soon. I think mm-hmm. especially if the rumors are of the next Spider Man live action movie are correct. Right where it's like. If it is in the Spider Verse, then you're getting into Spider Verse Two, which is more Spider Verses. Then you're getting, you know, Spider Man No Way Home, right? That's apparently going to be a Spider Verse movie too. I feel like you have to stay away from that. But then it gets interesting. Of like, I for, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I'm looking at you, and then anybody who remembers this, there's no mention of Gwen in Spider Man PS4, right? Like, no. not even like a, a, a like any of the trinkets he finds or anything like that. There's n- nothing about her, right? Because yeah, I guess Goblin doesn't even exist yet, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. think there is a mention of Gwen. Okay. Then I think for sure you'll see her introduced. Does she suit up and get powers and stuff like that in Spider? Yeah, you know what? I bet she does. I bet she because I think in Spider Man too? Yeah. Oh, you're the, crazy. <laughs> I think they do it the same way, right? Of introduce her towards the end. That way that they can do a I, I again, as I've talked about, I hope they do more little smaller games that like come here quicker or whatever, but give us a thing as uh, go out there and be Gwen after that. Because I still think the first year it's going to open is you being Peter, you going after Harry with the symbiote, you beating Harry, or Harry getting the symbiote early on, maybe even like a kingpin kind of thing. Then you have to deal with the symbiote changing you. Then you flip to being Miles as Peter slowly loses it, slowly loses it. And then you go after him, stop him, and then that's the end of it or whatever. Wait, but then when does Gwen come into play? Comes in at the, I mean, she's introduced or somewhere in the middle of it. You know, oh, okay. I mean, maybe she's doing tests on the symbiote or whatever. Maybe that's how she gets her Spider Gwen powers or something to that effect. And then, yeah, at the in the final fight, she has to help out. And you know, she doesn't have the full blown suit or whatever. At the end, you have to give her one, or you know, maybe it is in the DLC or whatever the hell it is. There is Gwen a love interest for Miles. Yeah, right. Because you figure okay. Peter's—they're not going to—they're not going to screw with that. Mary. 
Yeah, yeah they, that, and then they already did the Felicia stuff with Black Cat last time around through the DLC and stuff. So we yeah. already had teases of that. I think you just leave them established and go on that way. But he punches That's Mary Jane at some point and then dances around because he's got the black suit on now. Spider Man is a Spider Man three. Like Ray, Ray, Ray Take this. <laughs> oh, and also uh, Persona Six uh, is going to be red. Like, oh also, man, that crazy! I'm that also, I'm gonna I'm gonna predict this female protagonist this time, and just uh, mm. just female. Really? What's the music no. style? What's the music style this time? <sighs> Persona Four. It's just the sound like, of a modem. It's the sound of a modem <laughs> booting up, and they're like Daft Punk. It's Daft Punk, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Persona Four e- was EDM. kind of poppy. Persona Five is jazzy. I don't know what Persona Three was like. It was uh, more like rock, rocky, rock music, rock okay. rappy, almost rap rocky. Yeah, rap rocky I don't I don't, I, like the <laughs> overall style of that game I, I, like again i have no idea what, what do you think is going to be the yeah. color because persona 3 was blue persona 4 yeah, was yeah, gold I, and then persona 5 was red i love that they do green my favorite color oh, mm. your favorite color babe because of like money a black right? and white style <laughs> i'm gonna uh, give you some rapid fire time capsule predictions all right you don't have to go mm-hmm. you don't have to go over uh, off the deep end here these can be yes or no answers all right blessing i'm done is Jim Ryan still in charge? Yes. My answer is no. No way. You don't think so? He's been in PlayStation since 1994. It's got to end sometime, how old right? Is he? Hold up. How old is Jim Ryan? I don't know if I have his actual. I don't know. I don't know his actual age. Uh, I can Google this. Yeah, I guess you could. Oh that's shit! Easy. Wait, no, that's a different Jim Ryan. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's 74 years old. Oh god. Well, he's got to be what? 50s, Wait, maybe mid-50s? He hmm. I'm looking over here. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have an actual thing. I'm, yeah, I can't I find know. a good uh, Jim Ryan age thing. Here we will. Um, hold on. Who should I email at PlayStation to get an answer? You know, oh, Jim Ryan's know. age. How old? <laughs> Who are you? How old right is Jim Ryan? That's just the subject field. I'm gonna put. That's it. That's the question. Why you does anybody at any company it. talk to us? Right? This Who is like it? legitimate journalism. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm reading the PR thing they have about him getting promoted. I don't see it. You know, hold on. Oh, like, God. hold on. Maybe the Wired article. Should, the, it should be like Ryan, you know, 55 says. I'm so cu- Bear, who do you think he's emailing? Oh, the email's he's, out. Now we're looking around Andrew trying to figure out. Goldfarb. I'm looking mm. now. Yeah, now I'm on Adventure Beat. Jeff, Jeffy Grub Grub's article. Yeah, Jeffy Grubgrub may tell me how old. AP Style would demand that I'm told how old he is, but Jeffy Grubgrub not doing the work here, you know? I can see either way, honestly. Like, I wouldn't be, su- I wouldn't be surprised if halfway through this next generation, he was like, cool, I'm retiring, I'm out. But also, I would, I would, I, like, would be equally, like, not surprised if he just, if, if, he, if he was still there, right? Like, I, like, there's nothing necessarily that I think is driving Jim Ryan out of PlayStation. Well, like, yeah, people don't, as, he, like, as a lot you of people talked about at the top Jim of the Ryan, prediction but... show, right? Like fucking mm. Sean Lane gone one day for no reason. So like that's true. It could be the Jack Trenton thing of like I've done this, I've accomplished this, and now it's time to you know go. So if he gets PlayStation Five to a place where he's ready to step off and be done with it, that he feels like he's hit it, then there you go. He does that and he's gone. Poo, you know. Mm-hmm. But does, track, does just... Jim Ryan's track is the type of dude who's like, you know, I just launched the PlayStation Five. This was my magnum opus. Now I'm gonna like. 
go to a planet and like Thanos and just like, live the rest of my life inside his faction. Watch that, the sunrise on a grateful universe. <laughs> I've done it. I've fixed the PS5 supply constraint issues. Someone like, strikes me as a dude. He's like, yo, I'm just here, man. I just do my thing and I go home. 100% that's what he strikes me as. 100% yeah. he strikes me as a dude. He's just like, Hey, cool. I'm just like I'm doing this, yeah. and this is. I, I, I bet he loves his job. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I'm, I'm sure. He, I'm sure he's like I like numbers, and I'm good at business. That's why I'm here, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> I'm just gonna I keep doing that, business. I think he, he'll need to pass the torch at some point. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I I would be more interested if he leaves if Herman gets promoted, because that'd be a, mm. a really cool success story. I think, but I don't know if Herman's businessy enough. But hopefully, that's what he's learning being in charge of PlayStation Studios, and he can go over there and do it. But mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see. I say no, you say yes. Barrett, what do you say? Is Jim Ryan still there in seven years? No. In charge? Thank you. Thank you very much. Blessing. In f- seven years, does the PlayStation 5 have themes? <laughs> oh, God, I hope so, but I'm going to say no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just don't know how you put them in there. Yeah. yeah. With the UI is right know. now. Well, the UI, I, my thing is, I think, yes, it'll have themes. I think the UI will have been completely overhauled, and it mm. won't be what we look at. It would look God, like I anymore. hope so. What? You hate the games in the media tab? I like what it is, but I, I wish, like, I don't know. I feel like it could be more. I, I wish it, like, I, I, what it is now and, like, what PS4 had, I wish there was, like, a hybrid in between the two, and I, hopefully they'll get okay. there. Hopefully yeah. Hopefully they'll get there. Well, my next that. one is, yeah, does the PlayStation 5 have folders? Fucking I yes. hope so. Yeah, one thousand percent. Well, one hundred percent. Right? Come on, get that. Get get some goddamn things in the live chat. Z Man Show says, "I legit cannot find a birth date for this man." <laughs> Jim Ryan's one of the Eternals. He's just he's gone. He's done his best to scrub it off just to be done with it, have it all gone. So I would have assumed it would have been the first thing to pop up if I just typed in Jim Ryan. I would have assumed. Like it, I would have assumed he did the Google thing where it's just like, "Hey, we know like, exactly. Just give you the answer and no, there are a lot of Jim Ryan's, which I think is making it difficult. Is the thing." But yeah, you put in PlayStation. Like, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page, which is weird. Chat, we're in it. I'm gonna need somebody who understands Wikipedia. <laughs> somebody make a Wikipedia page. You know Jim I mean? Ryan is my man. He's a computer. He's, He's an, an AI. AI that lives in PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's one for you. In seven years, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. Mm-hmm. And this is a. I, I'm very specific on this one. All right. Not. Or I'm. I'm not talking PlayStation Studios. All right. In seven years, does PlayStation VR have three first party games? Yes. Th- again not talking about playstation studios from the mm-hmm. first party sony owned and operated three of those there's been three games from them yes i think Who insomniac you- will make at least two <laughs> uh, that, and that's fair that's where my money's at too that i think insomniac yeah. kind of stuff too and I then think- I, I think two i think i think you'll have a couple from insomniac and maybe a couple from pixel opus even though they've not made oh. a vr game before but i think they might make the transition they did they did concrete genie had a vr mode i guess they're not a for full sure game, yeah, yeah 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 they do and have also to the media molecules uh, conversation before right i could see them also transitioning into like going hard with, with vr and making that platform live and thrive so yeah i'm gonna say yes slacks writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says was psvr 2.0 or more blah, 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 blah. Was PSVR 2.0 more than we hoped for? What finally drove people to make the leap to VR, and did it bring a new era of community to the Sony experience as a whole? Blessing. Mm-hmm. Was it, it, seven years from now, you're looking back, you have your grandkids on your lap. Was PlayStation VR 2.0 more than we hoped for? No. I think it'll be exactly what we expected it to be, which is more PlayStation VR that works better than the last one, but probably has the exact same amount of support, which is like, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, and and, and, and like here's the thing. <laughs> no, because <laughs> PSVR PSVR one could have used way more support for sure. But like at, at least that Beat Saber, and then at least that uh, it had it had um Tetris connected Super or te- hot. yeah Tetris, Tetris effect, effect. Tetris effect, Tetris yeah, effect yeah, yeah. that's what it was, and it, it also had uh Trover. I think Iron Man PSVR two had I guess Iron Man VR sure. PSVR two I think will have the exact same level of. All right, yeah, <laughs> let's go. Oh, yeah. So to so the second part of Slack's really, question. Yeah, yeah. What finally drove people to make the leap to VR? You're saying nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. No. I think it'll thing. it'll perform with maybe the exact same level of success, if not maybe slightly less. Because people who had PSVR one were like, eh, that wasn't worth it. This hurts. And then did, so did did it bring a whole new era of community to the Sony experience as a whole? No. That I agree with. They're not they're not putting PlayStation home into PlayStation VR 2.0, making it out there. I think PlayStation VR 2.0 will be more than we hoped for. I do not think it will be by a mile. I think it'll be, I think the controllers are going to be better than we thought they were. I think they're going to offer more experiences than we thought they would. And I think that you'll get more games for it, but I don't think it's going to be a light switch moment. Everybody's making content for it. You're getting game of the year games on it. I think it's going to be playstation vr 2.0 it's going to be the sequel to playstation vr it's not going to be playstation vr 5.0 and have all this crazy stuff and yada 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 and yeah. i also think that it'll be the last time they make a playstation a playstation okay. vr that was <laughs> my, my think, last question in seven years are we waiting for psvr 3 yeah no, no. we are okay. in seven years we are not awaiting playstation vr 3 and this they have uh, agreed that it was cool tech and it didn't take off the way we thought it would and we are going to focus on our core business model of games and providing service for playstation plus whatever they call it now I think there will be a different type of peripheral <laughs> that's not PSVR. I think well, there's going to be some new tech that arises in the next seven years. And in the way that we look at, well, in the way that we have PlayStation Move and like Xbox Connect and like, you know, now that we now we have PlayStation VR, I think there will be a different thing that will basically function at the same level of PSVR. That PSVR so does are, would you go say a new gimmick? Is that yes. what you're saying? A new, gimmick? Yeah, a, new, okay. a, okay. a new gimmick that they'll develop for and like, we're we're gonna have the thing of like all right who's gonna make games for this we'll have that sort of thing like a new gimmick that is of that level okay okay uh real quick from the live chat on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you could be right now z-man says i found an article jim ryan is 52 years old as of 2020 however his date of birth and birthday are not publicly available we will update this section once the information is available (laughs) thank you z-man keep keep on it once we find out when his birthday is, we can finally start celebrating Jim Ryan. You know what I mean? Sending him gift bas- baskets, an edible arrangement, maybe. You know, who doesn't love a good be, He's gonna be under sixty. He's still gonna be. He's still gonna be young. It'll be time years. to move on. It'll be time to move on. They want fresh blood in there. They want fresh blood in there. Um. Oh, what's the best feature of the redesigned PlayStation Five in seven years? Blessing. The Dual Sense. The like all the Dual Sense features. I'll say. So wait, have they? Uh, the best, like for a redesigned PlayStation Five, you think they redesigned? A oh, like too? a P- like a PS Five Pro. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the next question is: Is there a PlayStation Five Pro? Clearly, there'll be a redesign. Yeah. There's always a redesign. Do you think it's yeah. going to be the all right, cool, and there's the Pro model of it? That's a good question. I would say yeah. I th- I like. I think that's just the standard now. Is that you're going to create iterative versions of consoles yeah. because technology just keeps going, and you find ways to make things more powerful. I'm sure, like. Though at the very least, there's gonna be a PS5 that has way way higher memory, like a two terabyte sure, PS5. Sure, sure, different skew. Um, yeah, yeah. And if you're gonna put that out, you might as well put out a more powerful one, I guess. Um, 
I think we'll have uh, not so much like a PS5 Slim, but like a, a smaller, a smaller version, a smaller oh, version yeah. of what we have today. And that's as be somebody like who's prepping really... for his first trip, for his first trip since yeah. COVID, and now I'm fully vaccinated and everything else, and obviously a million COVID precautions. Like that's what I think of is I look over this fucking behemoth <laughs> and I'm like, shit, putting you in my backpack is gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's gonna be a redesign. Yeah. Yes, they're gonna shrink the footprint of this thing. Yeah, and I think it'll be like really impressive of what it'll still be able to do uh, because they've talked about like. How it kind of needs to be this big for what the this console uh, is trying to do. I think they'll be able to shrink it down and have it still be a kick-ass console. So, okay. What do you think is uh, going to be the big feature, Greg, for PS Five Pro? I would think, yeah. Well, for I mean, it'll be visuals. Obviously, I don't. You know, you know that that is not my bag in any way, shape, or form. But it'll be sharper and better, and yada yada yada. I'm sure yeah, they'll they'll there's. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they put a new ssd in there or something that like you know can still play old games obviously but if you have the new one it looks even it makes it things load even faster and turn the camera and yada yada all that jazz mm-hmm. that, that's the kind of crap that's always well above my pay grade on what that is especially you know the playstation 4 pro i was so mystified when they announced it of like what is it who is this for or whatever and then it slowly was just like oh well it's just better it's gonna run things better all right cool mm-hmm. I never, you know, it was always comparing it to a PlayStation 4 for load times or sound or whatever the hell else it was. And then eventually, you know, the performance modes and things like that. Seven seven years from now, do games look the way they looked during that Unreal Engine 5 reveal? Certain Where was that, that fake Certain game? Certain games do. Which games? I would think looked stuff like that? that's built. I, I think that you're looking at stuff oh, like wait, that. You're, I talk, think- you're talking about in the future. Not yeah. right now. Oh, oh no, no, not right thought, now. No, no, yeah, no. I I'm thought saying. you meant certain games right now. Dude. I was like, which game? Because I want to play. Well, it. You're like, fuck. <laughs> you like bring out the pad. You're like, name them. <laughs> write me. Write down what fucking game you're talking about. Yeah. No, no. In seven years, certain games look like that for sure. And I think that's the stuff mm-hmm. that's coming out of PlayStation Studios. That's the stuff that is. We are designing this from the ground up for this machine. It is exclusive. And then PC, obviously, yada, yada, yada. I would think then you have stuff like, you know, your Ubisofts and Activisions and EAs that are playing on everything. And they look like, they still look great, but they don't look like that. The demo from Unreal. That's fair. Let's see if I want to put anything else in here before we get out of here. Oh, yeah. This is one we put, I, uh, that I think is in there. Is PlayStation still winning? Is PlayStation still uh, the top of the mountain in terms of, you know, the Xbox uh, PlayStation race? I don't think we'll be looking at any of them as winning anymore. In seven years. All of the gamers will have lost. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) We all all lost. We have too many subscription services. We all lost. That's the end of that. Yeah. I think all the platforms we will be. Oh, this is a bold. Actually, this is a bold statement, but I'm going to make it anyway. I think all the platforms will be successful to how we measure success for each platform. Yeah, I think PlayStation 5 is going to sell off the chain. I think Xbox hardware is going to sell, but like their amount of active users are going to be uh, up there like crazy, and it's going to be a very happy story for Xbox. And I think Nintendo is still going to be Nintendoing. There's so many unknowns to answering the question. You know what I mean? Because I can see it either way. Because I can see that, you know, like we talk about Xbox... Every, actually turns that corner and everything they have is it working the way it should be and actually going out there and actually being rad and dominating and yada yada and I could also see they miss a step here or there and PlayStation just doesn't deviate from the path they're on. Hmm. Uh, in seven years it's going to be a way closer race. That's what I would think. Okay, That's what I would say. You know what I mean? But see that that's where things get interesting because when it is that close when it, when it becomes a closer race 
and Xbox is doing something that feels like is way different and it feels like they're trying to measure for active users and having Xbox on PC and streaming and all these different things. That's why that's why I'm like I don't think we'll be able to, to talk about these these guys as winning anymore because uh uh like what like what's going to be the measuring like are we going to talk about consoles sold you know i think that becomes irrelevant when it is xbox is trying to not trying to sell consoles as hard as playstation is trying to sell consoles uh if we're talking about active users you know i think like one is playstation ever going to reveal that and i guess i guess we'll get that from consoles um but like when we get to that point right like the argument is going to be that well xbox is just available more than playstation when you look at xbox on streaming and and you look at pc so is that really a relevant stat you know, I, I, I understand. Yeah, like I wonder how, like how that's going to be talked about. Like even if you talk about it in terms of exclusives, right? Like how much of that is going to be preference when it is cool? Yeah, I love my Naughty Dog games. I love my Insomnia games. But there are plenty of people that prefer Bethesda games or um, uh, like play uh, games by Playground Studios or uh, different games from different uh, 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 first party slates. You know, like it's such. I think it'll be such an impossible thing to measure that it'll be impossible to talk about outside of. I prefer this, or this is my this is the library I like, I like more. But I I think even those will be more evened out. Is Uncharted come back in seven years? Yeah, excellent. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think the question I, more so is who develops it. Yeah, 100. percent I say I say that in, in seven years, yes, Uncharted's already come back or is is coming back at that moment, I guess. Uh, and yeah, it's not Naughty Dog making it. I think somebody else is making it with a new character. And whether it's the you know continuation of the Uncharted Four storyline or something completely different, I think depends on when it comes out. If now, it's super you, soon, it'll be a new, brand new character. If it's closer to the seven years, I think it'll be the character you know. When you say Naughty Dog, it, when you say it's not Naughty Dog, do you think there's a possibility that Naughty Dog just starts a new studio? that is like located elsewhere that sizes up like to a similar size as the current naughty dog and just works on something like uncharted or something like last of us what do you mean naughty dog does that you mean playstation opens another like what we we're talking about earlier yeah, where sony like, bend was almost naughty dog 2.0 or how that's yes, like playstation basically, basically opens up a new branch of naughty dog to work on more naughty dog games I feel like they have too much to lose by doing that. I know they've gotten close and I know those have been rumors and I know, you know, the, the with the Sony Ben article we had from what Schreier and Bloomberg, right? Where it was the whole, uh, you know, they were worried about becoming Naughty Dog North or whatever. So they asked and finally got pulled off the project. I don't think you ever brand another studio Naughty Dog South, Naughty Dog West or whatever. Because I think the Naughty Dog name does carry so much cachet right now that it is a tightrope that you never want to water that down. You don't want, you don't, like I've been talking about before, right? You don't want, to imagine a world where naughty dog misses you especially don't want to imagine that naughty dog's core team the santa monica studio naughty dog never fucking misses but then as soon as they open naughty dog whatever it is and they put out their first uncharted and it gets you know 83 on metacritic like that like naughty dog proper or prime i guess would be so fucking pissed off i would assume ruined the name you know what i mean Mm -hmm. That's why kind of funny we keep we keep very mediocre across the board. So if there's ever a different kind of funny channel, we're just like, hey, it doesn't matter. It fits right yeah. in. Uh, I, think then, I think you see another Naughty Dog studio. Put that in You think so? Your, yeah, I think so. Okay, I like that. I like that a lot. What would you call it? Call it like, depends on where it's at, obviously, but call it just Naughty Dog South. or Naughty Dog Naughty uh, Cat. Meow. Naughty Cat. Put it like Naughty Dog pretty much city name where it's in Austin, for example. Naughty Dog Austin, I think is what okay. you call it. Okay. Uh, have we heard about the PlayStation 6 in seven years, Blessing? Yes. Is it out? Yes. I agree, too. I think you're talking about iterative consoles. I think this thing keeps moving quickly like that. I think the one thing that throws a wrench in my confidence of that is how slow 
PS5 rollouts been, how hard it's been because of pandemic, mm-hmm. semiconductor shortage, etc. cetera. Uh, I know they're trying to fix that for the summer and try to get things back to a normal place, but I do wonder if you then have to start being like, well, fuck, like, we can't put out the next console because we're still selling people this console that they were excited to buy. And I know in how that all nets out and then obviously a redesign or a PlayStation 5 Pro and all these different things to it. Uh, I, I think overall, though, yeah, tech's moving so quickly that you have to. And they believe, in, they believe in generations, too. You know, I they do believe in generations. They stated boldly, and I think they're going to continue to do that because it's a, I think it's just a big revenue opportunity you know, as well. Like You can keep iterating on the PS5 um, or maybe just rebrand to just PlayStation, but you sell so much PlayStation 6s by just calling it a PlayStation 6 and branding it as this big jump that I would, I would just keep doing it. I think we'll have heard about it by now. I don't think we have it yet. Okay. Do you think we've seen it, or do you think we just we've heard rumblings? Jason Trier's son's I been by, reporting by him? this because we're thinking May twenty twenty eight, right? Yeah. I think mm-hmm. by this time we we have had the or, equivalent yeah, oh, of whatever that uh, talk about sending your ear pictures to to PlayStation Cerny, yeah, yeah, to to Cerny. So I think we'll have been in that stage. I think PS six later in the year. So you think it's going to take basically a year? Lo- this next generation is going to be a year longer than this pre- than the last one. I mean, yeah, by that time, it'll be eight years, right? Yeah. I think that makes sense, again, with, I think, the COVID weirdness and how slow the rollout has been, or slower than they wanted it to be. I think that makes sense. It would last a year longer. Final question, blessing at AOEA Jr., before we go to an ad. David, a.k.a. Mizuki, writes in and says, has all of the Final Fantasy VII remake series been released, or even just the last episode announced? No. Not a chance in hell. I think it'll be a not a chance in fucking hell. By, in seven years, we'll have had part two, and that's it. No, I would bear it. I would bear it. No. I would bear Blessing. it. That that's it. You have to remember back to when they announced this thing, and the director didn't even know he was a part of the fucking project until they announced it, bro. Like they do, they don't have their shit together when it comes to this Final Fantasy VII remake shit, man. Like they got and like, here's the thing, right? They only took him from like, only being took lower them... on the game than you guys. Like I'm just talking from like a, a production standpoint of like how they're managing the time for each of these parts. I think we'll have part two in by the the, the end of this seven year cycle. And oh, you're we crazy. May have heard of a part three at this point. Here's my thing: Final Fantasy VII remake, I believe, was announced in 2015. Oh fuck, yeah, that would be five years that took him to release that, huh? Yep. What do you guys say now? Final, well, what I was what I was going to say sixteen right now. What I was going to say, which I which on, I man. which I stand by, is that you have you you have the building blocks right. Like you've created the engine. Like you got oh, you yeah, got, you course. got all this shit down. The hard work done, they yeah. have to update the hard work. To, the hard to, work like, is done to keep up with the the current uh, hardware and stuff like that, right? Like, you I think they care about graphics? Will, you part, saw the walls in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Part, part, part two will still that part two will, uh, launch. Uh, it'll it, it'll be out in like five years. It'll still launch on last gen and current gen and stuff like that because that's probably what they were originally developing for and stuff like that. And yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd I think you'll see part two. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be bold. I think you're gonna see part two in 2023. <laughs> okay. All right, bud. And then, yeah, the part three, I think, is, is where things get rough. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say by the end of these seven years, yes, you're going to see. Well, no. Okay. 
It depends on how many parts they're going to be. I think you're going to say get... that's the other thing. Is yeah. it a trilogy or how many parts does Final Fantasy uh, VII remake? I think you're going to in the, by the by by this time in seven years. I think you will see two parts, two more parts of Final Fantasy VII remake. So we would have gotten part three, basically. Is it finished? Miles. I don't know. It just depends on how many parts finished. it is. Not finished at all, ladies and gentlemen. But you know what else isn't finished? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there, of course, to be part of the show with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. That is well, PlayStation. Kind of screwed it up. Uh, you can watch live like Adam Outspokens is, Sam G is, and Chris R. And of course, you can get the show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. Real talk, the soap or body wash you're using, it's no good, okay? It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, nobody wants that. Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum or cedar citrus, I have one that I've been using that's grapefruit IPA scented, and it's fantastic. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, just like hundreds of thousands of other people have. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up to your door. It's super easy, and then you're staying clean. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more by going to drsquatch.com and enter code DSCKF Games. That's drsquatch.com, D R S Q U A T C H.com. Use the code DSCKF G A M E S, DSCKF G A M E S for 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Next up, I want to give a shout out to ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? It's because you don't want random password buyers looking in on you. Why would you let people do this when you go online? Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. You don't want to do that. Come on. Uh, did you know that your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon knows every single website you visit? It's kind of scary stuff. Uh, definitely for me. And what's worse is they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to this. It creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anybody i use expressvpn it's fantastic why wouldn't you use it it's just great great protection great privacy uh if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today you can use the exclusive link expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and you get an extra three months free that's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and finally shout out to credit karma credit karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions and now they want to help even more with the credit karma money spend account you can be rewarded for good money habits credit karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases uh, when you use your credit karma money debit card you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to five thousand dollars you just pay with your debit card and if you win you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spending 
account. Fantastic stuff. Who doesn't love free money? I know I do. Uh, right now, you can visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. C-R-E-D-I-T-K-A-R-M-A dot com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Blessing. Craig. It's time for PlayStation updates. Hell yeah. Uh, let's start off with what is PlayStation doing at Summer Games Fest? Uh, I can hear last... you, but I'm getting a sweatshirt. I'm chilly. Okay, do your thing. Do, your do you thing. need a sweatshirt? No, I'm wearing a jacket, man. I'm, I'm all warm yeah, here. That, if that anything, PS5 I might take this thing jacket. off. Yeah, yeah it's available right now it's on confident.com slash store. Uh, last week, it was confirmed that PlayStation is part of Summer Games Fest. Uh, Jeff Keighley tweeted out an image that had all the um, logos of all the companies that were involved that are going to be involved uh, in the Summer Showcase. Uh, I'm going to pull from Robert Ramsey at Push Square, who writes this. PlayStation is an official partner of this year's Summer Games Fest. With, uh, the event has confirmed. Organizer and host Jeff Keighley broke the news that Summer Game Fest 2021 will begin on June 10th with a premiere showcase promising news and announcements. While companies like PlayStation, Ubisoft, and Capcom are down as partners, that doesn't necessarily mean they'll have huge news to share. It's probably far more realistic to expect, say, a new Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart trailer from Sony rather than the reveal of a brand new PlayStation 5 game. And the question I asked that is... Is that really all we can expect? Greg, do you think that we might get more than just a Ratchet and Clank reveal at Summer Games Fest? Or do you yes, think but not much more? more. Okay. I think yes, but not much more. I think the Ratchet and Clank for sure will be, yeah, I want to be super, because what he said, this is for the 10th, right? Yes, the um, kickoff premiere, which is a, a new event that I believe Jeff Keighley is, is adding. Uh, yeah, he did a whole Games article, Fest. or I forget who interviewed him about it, but yeah, Games Chronicle. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what you're reading from? <laughs> or maybe eventually. <laughs> you said it. You said it so confidently. Like, oh, fuck. No, is this I from read, the I, article? I definitely read it last week. Uh, last week for KFGD, but I forget who did it. It's that, that weird eventually? thing where, if I'm a betting man, yes, it is just more Ratchet and Clank. However, I think it could be yes, it's just more Ratchet and Clank. And guess what? By watching this, we're giving away a code so you can get a, a, one of the special armors in Ratchet and Clank, or here's a, a, a mode or a feature they held back that, you know, uh, you didn't know about, but we're announcing tonight because, you know, it'll be the 10th, so the next day is Ratchet and Clank, so get excited to play the game, or yada, yada, yada. Uh, I would think it's that, but then I could, see, I do see PlayStation having something, maybe a, a smaller, in, you know, indie that's part of now PlayStation Studios, uh, something to tease there, maybe tease something like Returnal, uh, not DLC, but Returnal. Hey, you know we've heard you, and we're putting the save thing out. Make make some kind of announcement on that scale there that matters to the hardcore gamer. Something you put on the blog that would get a little bit of traction, but you put into this to you say follow up on the blog for more details. But I by no means do I expect there to be something outrageous and huge here. Yeah, I think that's my thing. Is PlayStation as a company doesn't strike me as positioning something huge like a huge playstation state of play as part yeah. of summer games fest like they've done such a uh they they've consistently been separating themselves from an e3 and uh i think that's just because they don't want to say their bigger things there i don't think they want to connect any of their bigger announcements to um like a summer games event or organization like this but 
my thing is I do think that there will be a PlayStation event during the summer, like a sizable one, maybe later in the summer after E3 is done, like maybe in a July 100%. or August, where they lay out what the fall looks like because we still have more questions regarding Horizon Forbidden West and a lot of questions regarding God of War Ragnarok. And I think you would want to still talk about those, right? You still have Deathloop coming in the fall. Uh, and you still have games like Stray and plenty of other uh, PlayStation games that they've talked about in their presentations before that I think would fit in some kind of summer showcase or state of play. And... I don't, I don't know if that they would connect that to a summer games fest, or maybe that this gets interesting because I, actually now that I think about it, right? Like they would they would show up at a um, opening night live, right? They would show up and they would yeah. put out a trailer there, and so I think that would count as a hey, PlayStation is going to be part of summer games fest, which would you know I think um, make it so that Jeff Keighley feels okay putting their logo in there, right? And so like. If Jeff, yeah. and I love Jeff, and I, again, I have no inside information from it at all. But if Jeff had a Horizon Zero Dawn trailer for Summer Game Fest, he would be saying, I have a Horizon uh, Forbidden West trailer for Games Fest. Or he would be saying, a huge world premiere from PlayStation. And there's still plenty of time for him to get there and do that. And again, mm -hmm. to this thing is, I think the closer we get to it, the more clarity there will be of. And a special look at Ratchet and Clank, a special look from PlayStation Studios at a, at a you know, triple-I game you're going to get, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think, you, but yeah, the whole point of this is that PlayStation wouldn't play their cards here, right? Because they're clearly going to have to do a uh, state of play come July. Come, yeah. I well, mean, I would think, think July. <laughs> I think my thing also is that the, and maybe I should look, I should look up the, uh, the tweet again, because the logos, I assume, was just Summer Games Fest, period. I don't think that was like the June 10th kickoff event. Gotcha. Uh, solely and so with okay. that I, with that idea in mind i could see playstation logo being there because they're going to show up later they're going to the do summer a summer game fest or a summer game fest uh, a state a of showcase play. down the yeah, yeah state of play and then yeah summer game fest will be around that obviously yeah and that so maybe sense. maybe that's it but yeah with that said i could see i i guess timing is the thing right like at this kickoff event i don't expect anything more than ratchet and clank um maybe like solar ash because i think that's supposed to come out in, in june solar and that's ash somewhat playstation connect connected but i don't I, I i think i think what's more likely the case is that later in the summer we see something from playstation Greg, you say who better yeah the last is part two got a ps5 patch Woo! what but will we see more uh what? they put up they put this up on the playstation blog last week uh one of the most requested items from our community has been to release a playstation 5 performance patch for the last is part two well, today is the day, and you can download the free patch right now. Once patch 1.8 for The Last of Us Part 2 is installed for your PS5, you'll find a toggle in the display options that allows you to choose between a frame rate target of 30 FPS or 60 FPS. This allows you to choose your preferred frame rate to complement the rest of the enhancements that are part of the PlayStation 5 backward compatibility with PS4 games, such as an enhanced resolution, faster load times, and more. The team has been digging into the PS5 hardware and the possibilities and unlocks since launch last year, and we're excited about what the future holds. This patch is just the first step of working on the PS5. We'll let you know when we've got more news to share. So one, I think it's super awesome that they're putting out, or that they have put out this patch, because uh, I know a lot of people uh, uh, love the 60 FPS boost that we get for uh, PS4 games on current gen and i'm still waiting for them to do it with bloodborne because dear lord do we need it <laughs> um, my question to you greg is yeah, they close off this playstation blog post by saying this patch is just the first step of working on the playstation 5 and this is from uh naughty dog directly right like this 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 article is written by arn meyer the director of communications at, at naughty dog what does that mean do do you think we're gonna get more 
updates that's boosting more of the technical elements of place of um last part two do you think this might be alluding to what could be a possible remaster i think it means uh, maybe some maybe some technical upgrades with some uh, some of their other titles maybe uh like uh, it would be dope to have uncharted lost legacy or four uh maybe get some ps5 updates but also like i think it might just be a general statement of like hey now that we're done with the last studio two which was like our last like ps4 title like this is our first step to to fully integrate into this hardware and to 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 start fully developing and on our next title that will be for ps5 yeah, I read of it. I mean, like the team has been digging into the PS5 hardware and the possibilities it unlocked since launch last year, and we're excited about what the future holds. This patch is just the first step of working on the PlayStation 5. We'll let you know when we've got more news to share. It, I think, is a generalized. Naughty Dog is moving to the now. PlayStation 5, and this is what we're gonna, you know, we're we're getting our hands on the the actual tech, working from it. That is, da, da, da. I, you know, in true Last of Us fashion, I don't think it's uh, beyond the realm of possibility that they'll do more update patches, whatever to this, to do a, you know, more whatever they can do with the PlayStation 5, right? Bring in the dual sense a bit more, do a whole bunch of, you know, different uh, haptics and things like that, right? I could see all that happening, let alone the fact that obviously factions continues to be work on from what we know. So they're clearly working on something there and working with that too, let alone then, yeah, what they'll do for their next game. Craig, I got another question for you. Okay. Is Deathloop the big PlayStation exclusive this fall? Uh, I asked this because last week... The, we got a preview, or we got previews from plenty of different outlets. Kind of funny did preview on kind of funny games cast, and everybody was talking about how dope uh, Deathloop is. I'm gonna pull from Martin Robinson at Eurogamer, who writes about how Deathloop looks more looks like more than Dishonored with guns. It's arcane does Hitman. Uh, he writes this. It's a delicious irony that one of PlayStation 5's most exciting exclusive prospects this year comes from the, comes from some of the newest members of the extended Xbox Game Studios family. <laughs> but let's not let that quirk of timing obscure the real story here. Arcane Studios, creators of some of the finest immersive sim experiences in its brace of Dishonored games, uh, in 2017's superlative, if somewhat underappreciated, Prey, is back with an all-new game that funnels some of, the exp- some of that expertise into a tightly wound time loop and layers plenty, plenty more on top besides. There's no doubting that, first and foremost, this is an arcane joint, an immersive sim swimming in style and full of all sorts of murderous possibilities. Uh, it, goes, it goes on, uh, and I definitely encourage people to go check out, check out that Eurogamer preview because they actually wrote, Martin Robinson uh, was, really, like, <laughs> was really writing in that preview. He was writing some poetry in there. Shout out to Martin Robinson. Martin's talented, man. Great guy. Doing his thing. Um, but, Greg, you know, we talked about Deathloop during our Gamescast preview had a big old discussion. I think all of us are super excited for Deathloop. Where do we talk about that? Uh, kind of funny games cast that people can get on YouTube.com. So it's kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. My question for you, Greg, is yeah. is Deathloop going to be the biggest PlayStation release this fall? Like, is it the ooh, exclusive? You, ooh. I feel like we'll know by the end of July. I think July, you have to do like you're talking about. You got to do a state of play and you got to do it about Horizon. If, if Horizon is coming out this year. And I think mm-hmm. that's the big idea of it's if, if if Horizon Forbidden West is this year, as they've said it is, then it'll be that versus Deathloop to decide what the biggest PlayStation Five exclusive okay. is this 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 fall. However, do we really think Horizon's coming? I don't know. I can't I can't say at this point. I think it makes perfect sense for the way they're marketing right now. Of like, no, it's all about Ratchet. Let's get Ratchet out. Let's get past Ratchet, and then we'll talk about what's going on with Horizon. But. It's been so quiet about Horizon. <laughs> and it's like, again, like that would be the plan that, okay, cool. But when you talk about COVID, you talk about work from home, you talk about, you know, 
how the video game industry has changed. Has that actually shaken out that way? I don't know. But I do think that Deathloop sounds fucking phenomenal. Like watching that little, I, you know, I we sent other people to do the, or I sent other people to do uh, the Gamescast preview. So I, I got to just listen in and ask questions and stuff. And for everything I saw and everything you guys talked about, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to play this game. Yeah, it looks incredible. Like after, and Barrett was there uh, for the preview too. Like I think by the time all of us finished watching it, we we're all just like, damn, like the Arcane is really doing their thing. Like this is going to be, I assume this is going to be their breakout hit, I think, um, because not only does it carry the dope ass gameplay from Dishonored and all the systems there, but it also is set in a setting that I think is just going to be way more palpable for people and, and uh, something that that uh, is easier for people to get into. And also, it's just a fascinating concept in terms of how they're making the game and designing the game, because the whole thing is meant to be this big murder puzzle that you're trying to put together and find the pieces of and figure out and solve and I think there, I think there's so much there. I think to the question of is this the PlayStation uh, exclusive this fall? Like for for right now, like yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's going to be the one. Horizon is is a question mark, and it, once once we get there, we'll get there. Um, I guess the follow up question for that would be, and I'll ask this to you, Greg. Is there? Do you think there's a surprise game that could come through this fall? Uh, oh, of course. And release like last year, we got Spider-Man Miles Morales that was announced in June and came out in the fall. Do you think? playstation has that up their sleeve i think i mean again with the power of playstation studios quite possibly they do yes i think that's 100 percent possible especially as you see something like returnal right that you know we all gobbled up and love so much and it's still you know my front runner for game of the year um i think you could easily have a partnership like that lined up you know we last week we were talking about the herman hulse and uh, jim wright story sorry as i burped in the middle of it uh, about how they have what 25 uh games up their sleeve right now that are being worked on for playstation studios like when you put those out, who knows? But it is that idea that you're going to be putting them out and you need to be putting them out. And what is that? You, when do you start talking about those and when do you actually deliver on them? You figure it could be any time. Now, of course, you know, it, 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 Apple of uh, the eye kind of thing. No, sorry. I, uh, I, the beholder, right? In terms of Apple of the eye, is like fucking having a kid. Uh, I, the beholder, on if you think a double A PlayStation Studios game can compete to be the big game of the fall. I, I mean, think you, it got, can. you got Keena Bridge of Spears, right? Which right. looks super promising that's coming out in, What's, I think, August. I mean, we know nothing about it, and so I'm not saying it's that, but like, isn't Jet the Far Shore? That was that was one, the one they announced and showed that thing for forever ago. That's yeah. Still, that was I part think, of that was part of that PlayStation showcase. Yeah, they're um, still saying 2021 on that. So there, yeah. you know, I mean, like that could be something cool. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'm just saying, like, it's in the running for. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's stuff we don't know a lot about. Uh, and back also, for blood. Ghostwire don't Tokyo. forget back for blood. Back for blood. Oh yeah, back for blood is, is out there too. Ghostwire Tokyo ain't going to be the shit. Don't worry about it. You don't think so? I think it looks really cool, and I'm really interested to play it. I don't think it's going to be the big game, right? You're talking mm-hmm. about is it going to be the big game of the fall? Ghostwire won't be now. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking through. Oh man, I'm looking through a, a list of games from Inverse that they have of, of uh, PlayStation games that are confirmed uh, for this year. And Stray is another one's coming out for October 2021. Yeah. And one I didn't realize that got pushed October. But then also, yeah, like I don't put that necessarily in like the biggest uh, uh, game releases uh, conversation. But you know, like in terms of the this fall or the rest of this year for PlayStation, like shit is still looking pretty pretty exciting. Like there's also Goodbye Volcano High. Uh and yeah, like you said, Jet the Far Shore I think is still just slated for 2021. Um but yeah, like I one I wouldn't be surprised if there's maybe like one more big game that's slated for the fall. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what that would be. <laughs> maybe Insomniac has another one. <laughs> they can just pull out, out of nowhere. And another one. <laughs> and another one. It keeps going. Um you know, or maybe it is, maybe it, 
God, I would I would hope so. And this is just me. This is just me trying to speak shit into existence. That's for sure not going to happen. Maybe Last of Us factions could be ready for this fall. Sure. Who knows? Sure. You know, sure. who knows? Like Ghost of Tsushima Legends came out of nowhere uh, yeah. when it came out when it uh, uh, was pushed in, a, in an update last fall. And so I hope we see something like that. Um, but either way, you know, I'm still excited for this fall with PlayStation Deathloop, Kingdom Bridge of Spirits, uh, and a possible Horizon. I think is is making things look pretty exciting. You know, PlayStation knows me too well after 14 years of coverage and emails where I, I say, how old is Jim Ryan? That's it. That's the question. And they respond, lol, what is this for? <laughs> they won't just tell me, like, what are you doing? I won't just say what, how old this man is. <laughs> They're keeping it a secret because why wouldn't you just answer that question? What, what's the worst thing we could do with knowing Jim Ryan's age? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Why are they withholding that's, that's how gun shy I've made PlayStation through 14 years of coverage. That they're like, we refuse to answer this incredibly basic question until you tell us what you plan to do with this information. We don't need you tweeting shoe about it in the middle of the day or some crap. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, all right, last one for PlayStation updates. Uh, it seems like another exclusive Final Fantasy game is coming to PlayStation. Uh, this was reported this morning. By the one, the only, Imran Khan at Fanbyte. Uh, he talked about how Square Enix is about to announce a new Final Fantasy game, and it seems like it's a, a Souls-like. Uh, there's a new Final Fantasy rumor. The rumor states that Square Enix is working with Team Ninja, Koei Tecmo's in-house development team behind games like Ninja Gaiden, Neo, and perhaps, most relevantly, the latest entry in the Final Fantasy final game series, Dissidia NT. The posted rumors go on further by assigning the game a genre, something akin to Neo or the Souls games, and suggesting it takes place somewhere in or adjacent to the world of, of the first Final Fantasy game on, on the NES. Our sources have corroborated this, this rumor and suggest the name of the game is Final Fantasy Origin. The game, which appears to be exclusive to PlayStation 5, uh, uh, with a PC release further down the road. Uh, it also looks like it's about to be announced during E3. Exciting stuff, and... Like, I don't know, it just seems so it just seems super wild, right? Like this is one that I'm super excited about. This turns out to be the case because one, I I, I uh am a recent your fan. Yeah, like I've become a recent fan of Final Fan Final Fantasy with Final Fantasy VII Remake. And also I'm a recent fan of Souls games with Bloodborne and, and Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. So this is very up my alley. Um but yeah, it comes back to the conversation I think we've had a few times now in terms of PlayStation and exclusives and them continuing to go for it and make deals and all that. Yeah, obviously, I love Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake, and so in Souls games, you know, hit or miss. So it's not a game that, like, from a headline, I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for it. I'm more excited to see people get hyped for it, and I love the fact that it's unexpected and nobody knows what it's going to be. So, yeah, I'm excited to see yeah. what happens. Greg, now it's time for PlayStation Picks. This is where we highlight a few, a few cool-looking games coming to PSN this week. Uh, we got a lot of big ones. Uh, Biomutant is coming to PS4 Tuesday, May 25th. Final Fantasy XIV is coming to PS5 Tuesday, May 25th. Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster is coming to PS4 Tuesday, May 25th. Capcom Arcade Stadium is coming to PS4 Tuesday, May 25th. Earth Defense Force World Brothers is coming to PS4 Thursday, May 27th. And then Super Bomberman R Online is coming to PS4 Ooh, can't Thursday. wait for Super Bomberman R. Oh my god, I can't I I can't wait for it. That was the Stadia exclusive. Oh man, man it sucks to see Stadia lose another one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> rest in peace. Uh and that's coming May 27th. In terms of the picks themselves, I'm gonna start off with a game called Beautiful Desolation. That's coming to PS4 Friday, May 28th. Beautiful Desolation is an isometric adventure game set in the distant future. Explore a post-apocalyptic landscape. 
solve puzzles, meet new friends, and make powerful enemies, mediate conflicts, and fight for your life as you unravel the secrets of the world around you. This is one that I picked specifically because the art style looks fantastic. Um, I don't know if this necessarily speaks to either of us, Greg. It's, it's very much like a strategy asymmetric game, but yeah, I, I really talk. like the art style. It's not that, yeah, a game I'd actually play, but like I do really dig the art style and what they're doing here. Like, it's what yeah. you said. Yeah, it looks really cool. And then we got Song of Horror, which is coming to PS4 Friday, May 28th. Uh, third person fixed camera survival horror adventure. Fear the presence, a mysterious entity you cannot fight. Stay alert, hide, breathe slowly. Explore cursed places where unseen spirits and lost souls linger in a true horror story for the ages. If you're a big fan of horror games, this is another one. I this th- I think this is one that's been out on uh, other platforms like PC uh, for a little bit. I When I looked up the game, I saw less plays from like folks like Markiplier mm. and other YouTubers. And so it seems like it's going to be one of those ones if, you, if, you're, if you're interested in that. You know, it looks cool. It reminds me I, almost of like a um, Layers of Fear-ish kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it's got a what a seventy four right now on the PC version on Metacritic. Uh, oh, there you go. Yeah, it's I when I I watched the trailer that you're showing here the other day when they emailed me about it and asked for a code. So, but I like horror games. I like jumping and seeing what's up. You about to play it? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm still waiting on it until you said it, I forgot all about it. So I just googled. Mm-hmm. And I still don't have my code in yet. But yeah, Game Informer gave the PC version an eighty. So yeah. There you go. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I see. I get weird when these games don't release in October. <laughs> Because I never want to play a horror game unless it's like a big one, like a Resident Evil or something. I don't want to play, like I don't feel compelled to play a game like this unless sure. we are in the greatest month of the year, which is October. Oh well, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm the. Um, <laughs> I'm or, glad you or, agree with me. Remember, I'm the king of Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I timed out my fucking firstborn to it pop during the Halloween time, so it can be you know. Oh, first off, not only get to, there to dedicate it to blessing. That's awesome. No, that's no, awesome. no, no, no to celebrate wow. with me. The king, also, the king of Halloween to celebrate with me. Oh, it sounds like you're gonna be like gone there for a few weeks in Halloween. Were yeah. you really just trying to get the get the month off because you didn't want to be seen in public while uh, I took all the glory during the fabulous? Well, I was month thinking that you know, I'm taking the month off that way I can make sure I'm you know getting the right costumes for the child because oh. we're gonna need a lot of matching costumes because we're gonna be celebrating Halloween all the time here. You know, mm. Mm. It's a big mm. part of it. If you want, I'll make sure even when episodes I'm off, me and my child will pop in a new costume. If you want, if that's what you're looking for. I mean, if you guys are down, that'd mean so much to me because of how much I love Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> All hell blessing. Oh! <laughs> it's been a heartful episode. The PSVR right now, miss. Uh, I, we usually do what you've been playing, blessing, but we have talked so long about the PS5 time capsule. I want to use this just to tease that tomorrow on Gamescast, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. It's an episode where we were going to go through a whole bunch of different stuff. Obviously, uh, Snowbike Mike and a bunch of other people have been playing Biomutant. Uh, and then you and I have both been playing both Knockout City and Aerial Knights Never Yield. I'm excited about talking about those tomorrow as well. Anything else you've been talking about you want to talk about tomorrow? <laughs> Uh, I beat Mass Effect 1. I can talk about that tomorrow. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. So if you want our impressions of what we've been playing, ladies and gentlemen, you can check out the next Kind of Funny Games cast, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, but more importantly, Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, where you can write in with your questions about those games for us. And of course, you can watch us record the show live tomorrow with no ads and the post show. This was filled with coffee in the beginning, and let me tell you, it isn't anymore. It's all inside me, making me stronger than ever. Uh, speaking of post shows blessing would you like to go do one right now for this show sure why not 
Ladies and gentlemen, this has been P.S. I Love You XOXO. Remember, each and every week, Blessing and I come together to nerd out about all things PlayStation. You can head to patreon.com slash games to watch us record the show live, to get the show ad-free, and of course, just to enjoy it and say, hey, you guys are doing a good job. But if you got no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every week. They got ads, they got no post-show, but it's still supporting us, and we can't thank you enough for that. If you could, please click the like subscribe shares the bells tell your friends leave a review do all that jazz if that wasn't enough next week ladies and gentlemen in america it's memorial day which means we get monday off and as you know kind of funny uh try it tries to be a better company even though sometimes we forget about holidays we didn't forget about this one so we're taking monday off which means next week's ps i love you xoxo is actually going to finally be the disco elysium spoiler cast with blessing at aoye jr and a team of experts can you confirm who your experts are for this yes we got lucy james we got simon cardi and we got ian hink from easy l no min from a company <laughs> 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 is it easy allies or min max nobody knows one of them you uh, google it up I'm so Googling. if you have questions ladies and gentlemen easy allies easy allies if you have questions if you have reviews if you have anything about disco elysium you should write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games incredibly fast because i think they're recording this on tuesday right tomorrow Wednesday, yeah, literally tuesday tomorrow. tomorrow so you have a very small window to get i already said get your disco elysium stuff in get more disco elysium stuff in for that special ps i love you xoxo that'll post uh next week um and then back to regular schedule programming after that so yeah that's fun we'll enjoy that uh we have a post show to do but until next time no it's been our pleasure to serve you